you've found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Everybody hates my opinion. We are definitely going to get letters. <laughs> You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. Oh, so glad to be here. Of course, Gowan, strange animal. I love it. I love you. I love the world. And I hate Detroit. Here's the thing. Hey, don't be a jerk. Oh, I will. Oh, there will be discussions of Detroit today. Yeah, I knew that because as soon as I said something different, you're like, oh, I'm going to latch on to something I can argue with Fundip about for three hours. No, 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 no. It's just the fact that you're delusional. So glad. Before listen, I didn't even get to introduce you as the most. Ins- okay, let me let me restart this. The most I intelligent host, producer. That's right. I am your host, Stephen Crowder. Louder with Crowder, the most insubordinate producer in all of radio. Fun dip, Dan. Glad to be here. Okay, so let's be honest. This week has been all planned parenthood of the news. A little bit of Donald Trump. If you go to louderwithcrowder.com, we've talked about Carly Fiorina quite a bit, who I'm developing a little bit of a crush on. Gross. Why? What's wrong with you? Oh, she has horrible skin. Oh, my. Fun dip. She's going to be on this show, dumbass. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I am not attracted to her. I think she's a great candidate, a great human being. That's what I was saying, okay? You said you were attracted no, to her. No, because you're only attracted to, like, 14-year-old girls. No, that's not true. I would say 18 and a half. 18 and a half. That's the kind of thing. Fun, yeah, exactly. <laughs> even Ga- even Gay Jared is looking at me already. Igno- Gay Jared thinks you're a pervert. There's nothing wrong with being a right, pervert. Right, there's nothing wrong. Okay, speaking of perversion, so Planned Parenthood is the big thing in the news. This week. Have you been watching these videos as they come out? I, I can't watch more than the first one that grossed me out so bad. It's it's really rough. Of course, uh, Center for Medical Progress, we had Abby Johnson on last week. Here, here's the thing to note about this. I, I've... Uh, I don't know exactly what I can reveal, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, you've had directors and executives for Planned Parenthood come out and say the real outrage here is that these people are, are this is the deception. The real outrage is not actually killing babies and selling their parts on the black market. The real outrage is that someone um, used a hidden camera. The real outrage is that GoPros created some new technology. And uh, here's the thing about this, too. I'm not talking about Breitbart the trademark, of course. I'm talking about Breitbart the man. This is as close to what Andrew Breitbart did as I have seen since his passing. I mean, this is really just sort of what they did with Acorn, what Hannah Giles and James O'Keefe did with Acorn to Planned Parenthood. They have lured the media in. The media came in and defended Planned Parenthood after the first video. They knew it. They were predicting it. And as they continued to defend it, they started to fall one by one by one. And, and this thing you can see from these videos, if you haven't seen it, go to lotterwithcredit.com. For those of you who haven't heard of this yet this week, these people have gone into Planned Parenthood. They've posed as people looking to buy fetal tissue, and they basically buy intact baby parts, livers, kidneys, um, I think adrenals. I don't even know. I, I didn't even know adrenal glands would be intact. And they've got more. They've got more videos coming out. And here's something that's so telling, Fundip. 
is Planned Parenthood. I don't know if you saw. They've tried to slap a gag order on them through the courts. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. They're trying to make sure that nobody can release any more videos. And the left is going along with it because, of course, everyone knows that, you know, freedom of speech. Not. Right. Well, And that's what's. I lean left on a lot of things, but on a, on this one, I just want to slap him right in the freaking head. Well, you but you did a fist when you said slap. So I, you want to slap or do you want to punch? You need to be clear with your motives. It's radio. I don't know. Once I have my coffee, I'll probably want to punch him with my right hand, slap him with my well, left. How and how aggressive? Kick him do in you, the junk. How aggressive do you want to be? Do you want to be like you know playful, slap him, or do you want to be like Zoe Tur tranny with Ben Shapiro aggressive? I want to be more like Dean Cain beating Lex Luthor to a pulp. Oh, that's a good cue. I forgot. We didn't even lead with that. Great guests coming on at the uh, at the uh, bottom of the hour here. We have Dean Cain and Milo Yiannopoulos. Of course, Dean Cain, Clark Kent, Fundup's wearing his Superman shirt. Uh, he'll be talking about and, and Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, editor at large at. Uh, I'm Bright wearing my Park. Milo Yiannopoulos pants. Yes, exactly. Uh, blatantly homosexual man who's also, uh, funnily enough, very conservative. So it's pretty interesting. I want to see the dynamic at play between Dean Kane, Superman, obviously very studly guy, heterosexual, socially liberal, then Milo, who's from the UK, who's uh, gay but socially more conservative. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what the dynamic is like there. And a big thing, Milo Yiannopoulos just reached out to me this week and said, hey, I am such, I am such a Dean Cain fan. I don't, know, I don't owe anybody anything. But if you can introduce me to Dean Cain, I will owe you huge. So this is, uh, this is one of his dreams come true. I thought true. it rhymed with I will owe you. It's okay. Hey. 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 <laughs> This is a nice program with nice people who listen. Plus, you're offending gay Jared. So we'll also be talking about gay Jared took his first trip into Detroit this week. And we're not going to go into that right now because that deserves its own either segment or hour. I haven't determined yet because we really just need to go through and, and, and put gay Jared on the couch because Detroit. Again, that just doesn't sound right. You and gay Jared on the couch. Why get your mind out of the gutter? You're a disgusting human being who only the that's why you work in radio. And that's why we do this. We do this uh, remotely, because I don't want to be in the same room with you that often. Even if you were here, you'd be like across the hall behind two sets of double paned glass. Is it glass? It seems more like a like a fiber kind of material. Is it actual glass? It seems yeah, no, it's plastic. actual glass. Oh, well, that's nice. Spare no expense. I would. Uh, I would say that um, the Planned Parenthood thing, it's tough. You know, it's tough to talk about on the program, but we've had Abby, Abby Johnson on. We've, we've made abortion jokes before. Of course, we're all pro-life. That's one thing where we're all completely pro-life here. But there, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And one thing I think people should really note here is if you're innocent, if you truly believe that you're in the right, you say, hey, release as many videos as possible. Oh, yeah, I concur. And, I mean, what happened with the union thing, right? Of course, I was going up with, and I don't talk about this a lot, but I was going up, uh, I mean, liberal would be an understatement, entirely funded by AFL-CIO uh, prosecutor there in, in Lansing. Um, if anyone goes back and traces back my tweets, I said, everyone put in your footage. And that's why there's more footage than you could ever watch in a lifetime on YouTube. I said, any angle you have, send it, use it. And uh, we were always really transparent. Same thing with Andrew Breitbart. and um, You were like Sue Storm in that. Is that the X-Men? No, that's uh, Fantastic Four. She's the Invisible Woman. 
totally transparent. Yeah, well, I, you know, that's the one thing I try to do. I, I, I'm, I'm, everyone is faulty, right? We all have our mistakes. We have mistakes. We all have our flaws. And I'm fine with apologizing if I think I'm wrong, but I'm never going to be someone to apologize because someone else tells me to apologize. For example, I'm never going to apologize for killing a lion. I probably will never kill a lion, but if you I, did, I, if you did, you would never see me again. If I killed a lion, yeah, that's just stupid. What if I hunted a bear? No, that's Hunting fine. Bear sausage is great, but lions are kitties. It's fun if it's just illogical. I know it's I, illogical, but it's I'm, a stupid. I'm a cat guy. It's stupid. It's not illogical. It's stupid. Sometimes I say I know, illogical. I know, I know I'm stupid. stupid. That's okay. I, <laughs> I, the first part is admitting it. I didn't say you were stupid. I said that is no, stupid. I am stupid. Well, well, that's the other big the, the, thing. The so, stupidest no. thing I ever said was, fr yeah, Friday? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be here. No, Jay Jared can produce this. Yeah, but it it can't get beyond the, the board unless I turn it on. It's true. You're the gate. You, you can produce it for three hours, but it's like you're the well, a hole yeah, gatekeeper. Yeah. I, I'm the I am the gatekeeper. The, I am the, the gatekeeper. Are you the key master? There is no data, only soul. Oh man, that was pretty good. That was good mic proximity effect. Can I have that again? Give it to me again. There is no data, only soul. I am gay. I can't believe you said that, Fun Dip, on air. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> Let's go to break, and we'll talk about Cecile the Lion. When I first read it, I thought, oh, no, Celine Dion died? Louder with Crowder. We'll be back. <laughs> we can only be so lucky. for your Dating Advice Minute with Bill Cosby. This week's letter comes to me from Russell. From Atlanta, Georgia, he says that he has a problem. We're getting it, getting the little Mr. Russell to come out to help the big Mr. Russell. Now, Russell is nothing to be embarrassed about. We've all had something like that happen with some time when you don't. Sometimes it can be dying. Sometimes it can be driven by stress. What you got to do is get your doctor to give you the pill. This pill's going to bring little Russell out to play, but then you need another pill for your wife so you can just slip it in the coffee and you can... This has been your Dating Advice Minute with Bill Cosby. Listening to Louder with Crowder, although why you'd want to is anybody's guess. There you go. Nowhere else on AM radio or in podcast land do you get outcast as you come back in. Or on cassettes, baby. And nowhere else does does the producer complain about said music selection. <laughs> hey ya. Uh. You like hey ya, don't you, Fun Dip? Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's a pretty good. You know, they did uh, that was Outcast. I remember now, they were. Isn't really... he the dude that used to be in the Black Eyed Peas? Holy crap! You're racist. 
No, he wasn't in the White Eyed Peas. Seriously, that's the name of the band, right? Okay, let me educate you, you fool. Black Eyed Peas. Okay, it was Outcast. Fergie and Andre. Then... Andre, I don't. I always forget. Andre two thousand. Andre five thousand. It's like one of those uh, numbers. Like that's the guy. It's like Super Soakers. You're like, well, which one do you have? The two thousand, the five thousand. I don't know. One's a backpack. One's like a super pump. But they're they're both thousands. Astro Creep so, two thousand or whatever it was. Uh, Andre, yeah, he was in Four Brothers, actually also shot in Detroit, where people were like, oh, my gosh, there's no way that that's like a Blazing Saddles set. There's no place in the world that's that bad or in America. And it's like, oh, no, they just went to anywhere in Detroit to shoot Four Brothers. But Andre was an outcast. Okay. Grammy-winning hip-hop group. But his voice reminds me of him. Black Eyed Peas are an abomination to all that is good in the world. But I tell you what, when Fergie put out her solo album, strippers around the world united and said, we've got some fresh music to play. They said, step aside Bon Jovi and Alice Cooper's Poison. We've got uh, we've got a song from a girl who is one of us. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's, oh, there's just something about Fergie when I, 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 I look at her, and I just, you go, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, when you have those yeah. People, and just look at you like, uh. It's funny because a lot of people that, you know, are drunk, that I've talked to a lot of drunks, they're like, yeah, Fergie, oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, no, no, uh-uh, I, I'm a creep, and even I know she's not good looking. Yeah, it's like you want to you wanna go full-on Japanese and put on the surgical mask, you know, like she's got SARS or something. Yeah, oh, very much so. You don't want to take her to the Toronto airport. So, big news story. Outside of Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood, very little outrage from the left. Though, interestingly enough, Hillary Clinton, even herself, said, hey, we need to launch an investigation into Planned Parenthood. No word yet from Wendy Davis. But everyone was outraged, contrasting with, don't drink your coffee in the mic. You're a disgusting human being. Uh, but I'm waking up. The th you know what the sad part is, Gay Jared? You know what the sad part is? Let me tell you. It's Folgers. Yeah, no, the sad part is literally the best part of waking up for Fun Dip is that in his cup. There's nothing else for him that he has to wake up to. Believe you me, if I could stay in bed with my cat all day and never get out of bed, I would be one of those homebound, morbidly obese dudes. Well, then thank God for Folgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's one hell of a plug if I've well, ever heard and, and the fear of dead air. Without Folgers, I wash myself with a rag on a stick. With Folgers, I I can function as sort of a human being. He <laughs> can function. I bathe semi-frequently. Yes, I bathe semi-frequently. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I think that I'm going to be having dinner with Crowder's wife or something. And, the, and then oh, I, right. I, I'm Shit. serious. I got, like, showered. I even put a little bit of axe on my arms. And you. it was I just the arm. two of you, Morris. You don't do this normal days? No, usually I just use my Old Spice deodorant. Why? So what, Axe is like a special occasion? Yeah. Axe is the tuxedo for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I can't use it as an actual underarm spray deodorant. Hey, sweetie, I'm going to take you out to a special dinner. Because it and you, burns. And I'm going to wear my Axe so you know it's really nice. Seriously, it burns. So I use my regular, you know, uh, Old Spice. Oh, and then right, well, what right is, in the what his main audience is those those the thirteen year old girls. That's what they like. I've seen the commercials. You seen the commercials? Eighteen and a half, please. Eighteen and a half on paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's like a weird turn. Cecile the lion. And I swear to you, when I first read the headline, I thought, 
Celine Dion died? That's, you know, because you only read a few letters. I'm sure we've all gotten that letter at one point where it's, you know, all the only the first and last letters are right in the phrases, in the, in the words and the phrases arranged in a way. And you realize I read this whole phrase and no word was spelled correctly. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what happened. That's whatever just, my like, friend Frank writes me. Uncle Frank? Look what you <laughs> did, you little jerk. Here's here's the thing with the Cecile the lion dies. Um, I'm not a lion hunter. I'm not a big game hunter, right? So uh, it's not something I would like. To, I don't begrudge anyone for doing it. I do think that if, if, I mean, there's no other reason to go to Africa. Let's be honest. Like, that guy paid for the permits of lion hunt. He contributed, like, 10% to their GDP, okay? You're not going to Africa for any other reason, either for missionary work, to help people, or to kill something that can kill you. Those are the two reasons you go. But see, for me, I would want to get, you know, like the the most awesome zoom lens, really good camera equipment, and get lions and zebras, and, and I would want to get photographs okay, of all of these amazing animals. Or you can go to Wikipedia. Yeah, or you can go to Wikipedia. Let no, me, let me you, I want the art let me of make having my point taken that shot my stop, own. Stop derailing. What stop about, derailing. What about Jared? Stop derailing here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Fundip wants it to be Pokemon Snap. That's what he wants it to Not be fun. out there in Africa. The point is, I don't have anything against. I don't have anything against hunting. It's not something I do, but... People got so outraged about this. They, they were just, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel was crying. Okay, from what I understand, the guy got the permit and he did a hunt legally. I really just, we don't know yet. It seems like he screwed up and didn't realize this was a famous lion. That's think, really his only error. I think the guides actually got the wrong line because he had guides taking him from what I read. And the guides didn't realize, they're like, oh, we're taking you to the lion. And right. they took him to the wrong lion. Well, and we'll have Gerald come in actually later in the show because, you know, they're trying to shut this guy's business down. He's a dentist. You can never appease leftists. So now they're he apologized. He's like, listen, I did not know that it was that lion. I'm very sorry this happened. They're trying to shut him down. Death threats. Gerald actually this week, Simplified Wine, one of our sponsors, had a death threat in his office because someone made a mistake. <laughs> and uh, someone said something on Facebook that I guess was conservative. And they attributed it to where he has his office. So there's some, some parallels there. It'll be pretty funny. This is what happens, though, now. Someone kills a lion, and this happens every day. The mistake he made was killing a famous lion, right? People aren't outraged at the abortion, at people selling baby parts. People aren't outraged at the complete and total lies being issued by the United States federal government. They're not even outraged at Trump's hair. They're outraged that a lion got shot in Africa because it was some kind of a celebrity. And we're, what bothers me is that we're all supposed to be outraged. You know, it comes from the starting point of, if you're not outraged at this, you're a terrible person. These people aren't outraged at all the deer who get killed. They're not outraged at the bears who get killed. They said, well, they've been trying to sell every single species as an endangered species forever. If you go to the zoo, lions endangered. No, these tigers are endangered. No, uh, every th these. Oh, do you know that the do you know that the New York pigeon is an endangered species? We have to. We have a, We need a four billion dollar grant to save the New York pigeon. Everything is endangered. You start getting down, it's like sewer rats and sparrows, and everyone wants to get some money to study an endangered species. Have you been to a zoo yet L lately, Gay Jared? Do you notice that everything is endangered? There's always like a, you know, at risk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they go pretty hardcore promoting that stuff there. You've noticed that, Fundam. I know you like animals, but oh, do you yeah. notice? You well, take I, Ben to the zoo? It's been a while since I've taken Ben to the zoo because he's now at that age where Anything I recommend, hey, let's do this. I don't want to do that. I hate that. I just want to sit and watch YouTube. It's like, 
He's a big YouTube guy. Yeah, he just sits in front of the TV. We got the Samsung Smart TV, and he watches YouTube, and I have to drag him away from it. I'm like, come on, let's go get some tacos or something. I don't want, can I watch YouTube on mom's iPhone while we're at the taco place? No, try to interact with other human beings. Does he watch the video games on YouTube, people playing video yeah, games? Yeah, I posted a couple of things to make fun of what he does on my YouTube channel. He watches these things where it, you see the stupid video game and some idiot talking about it for 45 minutes. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a weird generational gap. But sounds to me like we're going to a break soon. We're going to have Dean Kane coming up, Milo Yiannopoulos. We'll happy talking, birthday, uh, Dean. That's right. Happy birthday, Dean Kane. We'll be talking about a lot of social issues with them. We'll be talking not so much about abortion, but that's eh, interesting. Dean Kane and Milo Yiannopoulos. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. Listening to l- l- Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder. Louder with glad to have these next guests with me despite the technological nightmare we've got two guests okay for a couple of reasons let me set this up we've had both of them on before milo yiannopoulos of course a big contributor to breitbart brilliant man and lovely and he's also a super fan of another guest who was one of our first guests on the program dean kane so milo dean dean milo cheers mate good to meet you milo (laughs) thanks so much for having me steven nice to meet you well, yeah, you're so civil now. You were like, Milo, you were geeking out about it over Twitter. Like, if you, I don't know anybody, anything, but if you could introduce me to Dean Kane, I owe you one. <laughs> I, that wasn't quite what I said. I think what I said was, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, I guess that would be cool. I mean, if you really need a guest this week, I mean, sure. Um, you know, I, I think I was way cooler about it than that. Well, you said something interesting, Milo. So obviously, Dean, I mean, you know, Lois and Clark is what, what I grew up on. And then, Milo, what do you call it in the UK? You don't say Lois and Clark. No, I think we call it the New Adventures of Superman, which is yes. a terrible name. Um, yes. But, yeah. <laughs> Way to I'm insult him right I'm off the bat. I'm aware of that, though. Actually, Andy Peters, who was a presenter out there in the U.K., came on the show, and I was over there in the U.K. doing some promo, and I was aware every place you go, it's actually called something a little bit differently. Uh, they market it that way. That was back in the old days. Like toilet cleaner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what do you call it there? <laughs> toilet cleaner? They call it toilet cleaner. We call it, well, I don't know. I don't actually use it. I actually have... <laughs> I don't know, but maybe you need to wash out your toilet mouth, Milo, from the way you were talking and complaining about the technology before the break. Um, okay, so, Milo, you're a big fan of the new adventures of Superman. 
Dean, do you find that there's a different kind of fan in the UK versus the United States? Like, are they, I mean, obviously Milo's different, you know, because he just has a total crush on you, but like for the general fan. Oh my God, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you find a different reaction everywhere. In some places, this is, this was particularly true 20 years ago. It's not so much now because everything gets released at the same time. Um, Internationally, you're showing something here on Netflix. It's all over the place and you can get it anywhere. Uh, Before it was about three to six, eight, 10 months, maybe sometimes a year before the show would air in another country. So um, there were certain areas that the show did very well, the UK, Australia, France, um, and there were places in Brazil. You just, it's just odd where the show did well. Um, but I don't find the, the fans to be tremendously different, no. I, I would imagine that, like, in Egypt, they would have to blur out, like we talked about, Terry Hatcher's bosoms in the intro, but in France, they would just Photoshop it so you could see nipple. And that's why I like France. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in the UK, Milo, so, I mean, you guys have a different rating. Was that considered like a children's show there, or how, how was it seen? Yeah, I mean, I think it was on around the time I got home from school. Um, and, yeah. Because was in kindergarten was, at the time, it, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm, like, so young. Did I mention I'm really young? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so your TV show was on when I was at school. Sorry about that. But, um, no, I, I think it was on when I got there were, there were two things you could watch when you got home from school. You could watch, I think, Star Trek Voyager or the Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine, or you could watch the new events of Superman. I think they were on different channels. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it was – it was. I, I mean, I don't think I know anybody who didn't watch it. They only had three channels, by the way. There was BBC One, BBC Two, and Sky. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's true, I believe. This is tr- – yeah, no, we, we, didn't, we didn't have lots of channels here. No, you don't have lots of channels like you do in the States, although most of it is entirely crap. We were giving – we were given a cable box, my, my wife and oh, I. Oh, come on. We invented most of your TV shows. You know, That's true, too. All the good stuff. Really? All the good stuff. I mean, all the stuff people like shows. on – well, all the game shows, all the reality shows, all the stuff people like on Netflix is like mm. remakes of 1990s and 1970s uh, British TV shows. Orange is the New Black is a remake of Bad Girls from ITV in the 1990s. Um, uh, the, the, the one with Kevin Spacey, House of Cards, is a remake of, of something from the BBC. I mean, we invented all your good TV. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Oh, uh, no, I don't. I, you know, the problem is they all have to come to the United States to be successful. Milo's still <laughs> upset that they let their number one draft pick get away. I mean, that's 16 tough. 16 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you still have Canada as a bench warmer, Milo. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because you guys actually copied a lot of stuff from Canada. The newsroom in Canada, uh, oh, what was God. it? The uh, Larry Sanders show. Newsroom in Canada was before the Jeff Jeff. Uh, oh gosh, Jeff Daniels. There was one in Canada. It was before Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was before The Office. It was called the Newsroom in Canada, and it was uproariously funny and wildly inappropriate. But yeah, there's a lot of similarities between Canadian television, I think, and English television. Uh, a lot That's of quite an indictment on culture, isn't it? That you use Canada <laughs> as a uh, as an inspiration. Yes, this is true. Um, Canada is a silly place, <laughs> but and there are. It's like kind of like where you're from, Isle, where I was from. We didn't have conservatives we had liberals and we had liberal separatists in quebec um which is not so okay so we have a call we have an eclectic mix so dean kane last time you were on i use his full name dean kane that's uh, all right it's been happening my whole life you're not it's, dean it's, no i'm 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 too little dean kane just two hey, pops before we get into that have you seen the sketch uh where Co- the guy who does this picture perfect impression of kojak and he references you no, I want to. He now. comes back and he's like, he's coming back as Kojak, but beating up hipsters. He's like, you hipsters don't know what a real man's like with your Dean Keynes, your David oh. Barrianzas, your pretty boys. So he just like uses you as a reference as this pretty boy, as a non-real man, as a pretty boy. 
That's what he's. Uh, that's all right. That's. I mean, good. you're prettier than Kojak. It's a pretty boy. See, I don't hair, think so. that's true. I don't think that's true. Both of his examples are wrong. I'm about as far removed as a hip, from a hipster as it's possible to get. And my two crushes were Dean Cain and David Boreanaz. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think it's completely, it's completely <laughs> wrong. I mean, on the one hand, you've got you know the very sort of morally ambiguous and complex character of Superman, and on the other, you've got this like brooding undead dude. These aren't hipster icons. These are you know this is this is um no 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 this is he's entirely wrong about that. I'm sure it's very funny, but it's it's thought. Plus, I'll tell you also, we're, we're a couple of hipster, whatever, pretty boys that might whip Kojak's ass. Yes, I know. No, it's a very funny sketch, though. <laughs> it's a guy off-Broadway, and he's uh, he's very funny. We've got 30 seconds or three minutes? All right, we have to time down in 30 seconds. Gay Jared is producing today, and he's, as you know, it's a nightmare. So here, here's what I want to do. I want to get very much on time. <laughs> I want to give you guys the Which is floor. funny. He must be the only on-time gay in the world. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, hold on. We have to go to a break here. We'll come back, and then we'll talk politics. We'll be back with Dean Kane, Milo Yiannopoulos, and Gay Jared will be fired. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. <laughs> this is Louder with Crowder. Be sure to visit louderwithcrowder.com. With Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. So glad to be back. Okay, so we'll talk politics because we're an eclectic mix. And we were just talking about Kojak, and, and Dean Kane doesn't like being called a pretty boy. I saw you at American Gladiator. I get that you're an athlete, okay? And uh, having worked in the entertainment industry, I'm sure it must bother you because all of these actors. Here's my here's my theory, Dean. And then sorry, sorry, Milo. And then we'll bring you on and talk politics, both of you. Here's my theory, Dean. I'm a pretty big guy, right? I'm about six two two and a quarter. Oh wow! And um, I've been Besides. on yeah, it's a de- for in Hollywood. I'm gargantuan. You're gigantor. Yeah. Uh, I was in a film called The Covenant, where it was like Chase Crawford, Stephen, all these like the Pretty Boys, the CW Pretty Boys. Yeah. And um, here's my five ten one thirty. Right. Yes. Exactly. And uh, you know, but they they got the six pack. Now, <laughs> all of these actors, right? They're given these these training tips and stuff. Uh, Dean, how? Co- let's be honest. Steroids are so common. You were an actual athlete. You played football. As a general rule, though, Hollywood consists of drama geeks. Only now you have to turn drama geek into Batman. That's like, oh, I can't do a push up, but I have to be two twenty within three months. How common are the steroids in the industry? Because I know several people who've done them. I don't know anybody who's done them, to be honest. Real? Oh, um, come on. I really don't. I mean, I, I only knew like three football players who did. People keep – something about me, they just keep the drugs away. Maybe I just uh, – I frown upon them so openly. But so I've never I, – I don't know anybody who has. I mean, I look at somebody like The Rock and the way he is jacked up so much. And of I think course. He's probably got a little help. And that's too much, and I just worry about him in about 10 years. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, whether it's a little Zac Efron who's, you know, as tiny as they – I mean, he's tiny – 
but yeah, he's shredded and ripped. I don't know if these guys are doing steroids, so I really don't have a clue. I know I've never done it. That's that's for sure, and I really don't know anybody who has. All right, fine. There you go. He's. I re- it's the truth. I mean, I wish I could tell you otherwise. Dean Kane, the politician. Let's get into <laughs> politics. <laughs> Let's get into politics. So, Dean, you said you were a libertarian last time you were on, and then we have Milo, who, uh, for the record, is super gay, but is socially more conservative <laughs> than you. So. Uh, I'm really not that much of a homosexual. I mean, you know, I don't even like them. I don't like them. If I if I if I were straight, I would be the biggest homophobe. I swear. Um, you know, like I I don't even like them very much. Um, no, no. I'm I don't know if I'm that socially conservative. I mean, I know that I'm not a libertarian because you know a lot of my friends are libertarians. And so many of my friends and colleagues are libertarians. But I sort of think you know it's all well and good until you realise that you know actually it'd be better if your daughter did not grow up to be a crack whore. Um, you know, it is quite good to it is quite good to enforce some morality and maybe put incentives in the tax system to encourage people to behave well. And you know, the other thing about libertarians is, you know, or on the whole, libertarians are such children. They're they're obsessed with two things. They're obsessed with weed and hacking. And all they ever want to hear about is like where the next eighth is coming from and Edward Bloody Snowden. Um, this is all they have to talk about. All they want to talk about weed and hacking, weed and hacking. I mean, they're sort of perpetually seventeen. It drives me insane. I mean, libertarianism is you know, it's some great intellectual. A philosophical sort of history and heritage of this movement, classical classicalism, J.S. Mill, and all the rest of it, and all they want to talk about is weed and hacking. And it just drives me up the, up the wall because there's some really useful and interesting things that they could say about the proper limits of government, but they never do. I'm guessing that you, Dean, are not obsessed with weed or hacking, but no. um, you know, but, but this is but this, but this is the impression I always get from libertarians. Well, that I think it may be a slightly different definition in the UK as it is here, or the way I look at it. Maybe I'm just defining it differently because I'm a very much a small government guy. Um, Weed, as far as I'm concerned, legalize, regulate, tax it. I could care less. I don't smoke it. My son doesn't smoke it. I'm a father of a 15 year old. He oh, is not. Oh, crap. I thought you were about to say I'm a father of 15. I was like, what? Well, I, that's, <laughs> that's entirely possible, but not to my knowledge. Watching him in the spandex, I knew that he would be fertile. <laughs> yeah, Dean Kane is so fertile. so fertile. You look at him wrong, you get pregnant. Sorry, go ahead, Dean. Hey, you get twins. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, so I'm a big, I'm a small government guy. Uh, I'm just socially a little more liberal and, and that sort of lines me up in, in, at least in the, in the United States, I believe more as a libertarian, but I'm, I'm, I'm more hawkish when it comes to things dealing with the military and foreign policy yeah. than, than a lot of libertarians. And, and so it's hard to really define myself, but, but my views socially tend to be very libertarian. Let me ask you this because I find, I think this could be an interesting discussion. So you've saw the, uh, you know. The SCOTUS, the same-sex marriage, were basically okay. It's across all states now, right? It's it's a thing now. My opinion, again, I have been called a libertarian by conservatives, and by libertarians, I'm called too conservative. Um, it seems to me that it was going that way. You had was it 37 states were going that way, or had voted on it. They had same-sex marriage, and now it seems like there's an unnecessarily hostile environment toward it because they feel like it was an abuse of the courts. As a libertarian, where do you line up? Do you think it was something that needed to happen through the courts, Dean, or you were the rather seen it state by state, and then Milo will go to you, even though you're from the UK, but you can have an opinion on states' rights. Uh, my, my understanding of the way the Constitution is laid out, that would be a states' right issue. Um, so I do feel like the the the, the Supreme Court did um, litigate from the bench, and, and they I, I just don't know that, that that's the right way to do it. Um, um, not litigate, but I mean they actually created a law from the bench, and so right. I, that's a bit of activist court. I, I don't agree with that so much. I'm completely for same-sex marriage. Don't get me wrong. Um, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, but I do think that was a state's right issue. Yeah. Milo? 
I'm more skeptical about same-sex marriage, mostly because I think it makes homosexuals really boring. I mean, the only good thing about being gay was, you know, it was being able to sort of break all the rules, stumble out of a club bleary-eyed at 4 p.m. on a Monday afternoon, and nobody could judge you. Um, you know, it was a good thing about being gay. It's not gay marriage. They want us to, this, is, this is just society's way of controlling dissident subcultures. You know, they just want us to sort of settle down, get a house and a car and adopt a child and have a terrible nine-to-five job and become just like everyone else. I mean, you know, being gay, you could grow up being gay, it's pretty awful. It's pretty, you know, it's confusing. You feel, you know, miserable half the time. Yeah, I've never been the victim of any sort of unpleasantness but you know generally it's not a sort of happy way to be your reward for that is for the rest of your life you get to behave terribly <laughs> and nobody can say anything um you know this sort of gay marriage is incredibly depressing i think it's awful for gay, uh, gay culture in general has become so sort of bourgeois and depressing and, and miserable um you know so I, i'm not i'm not a fan of that my my thoughts about the u.s are that um what i don't like um, is a sort of setting of minority against minority in this case, sort of um, religious rights versus um, versus homosexuals. And I think personally, as a gay man looking at what's happening in the world today, my view is that um, sort of leftist, rightist, um, sort of LGBT uh, activists are now, you know, pretty much speak with the voice and force of the establishment. And it's um, people with faith that have to, um, effectively, in some ways, are the insurgents and have to constantly reaffirm their rights and constantly uh, be vigilant about uh, being bullied by the media, being bullied by establishments of all kinds. And when you see things like the Memories Pizza, um, you know, these, these sort of poor pizza shop owners who get uh, hectored and pilloried and bullied into closing down their store because they don't want to make a cake for lesbians. I mean, you know, who would endorse lesbian marriage? You know what, you know what the domestic violence rate is for lesbians? I mean, just, you know, it's, it's just, I actually they, they, they I don't. They beat the but... crap out of each other all the time. No, they beat the crap out of each other all the time. I mean, you know, I can, I can well imagine if I owned a cake shop, but I'm not making you a cake. It's just going to end up on her face. Um, no. Uh, so, you know, I, but being, but see, honestly, you know, bullying, you know, bullying these, these poor people who just, you know, these reporters, they go looking for trouble. They go searching around for somebody who will, you know, have to call around 50 people and finally they find someone in, you know, what you would call or whatever, you know, some, some middle of nowhere place. Wait. They finally find somebody who will say, no, I'm not comfortable with this. And then they plaster them all over the media. That to me is, is, is the real issue in, in the, the US. The real and issue think... here is that this is syndicated terrestrially. <laughs> you are going to give us a lot of work, Milo. But I, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. I, I will tell you this. Most <laughs> like, look, I'm just saying, you, know, the, you look at the statistics on lesbian domestic violence, you can look up an article that I wrote for Breitbart, which is called Attack of the Killer Dykes. Um, and <laughs> basically, you look, <laughs> I'm just making your life worse now. I'm sorry. Uh, but this is the name of the article. I'm just merely quoting a piece of journalism for your listeners. Um, you know, the, if you if you look this up, um, you know I, I, I put all the, the statistics down, you know, and, and this, this, the the argument on gay marriage, whether lesbians or otherwise, is pretty much gone now, pretty done and dusted. Whether or not it's a, for the Supreme Court to legislate or whether it's a states' rights thing seems to me a secondary to what's happening in society generally, which is that the, the you know the sort of anxious, hand-wringing, pearl-clutching white middle-class bloggers who are setting minority against minority from you know, their perches at Vox and BuzzFeed and, and Gawker and, and Vice and places like that. Um, you know, pitting the religious against gays, pitting Hispanics against blacks. And that, for me, the next, the next 10 years really of American politics is going to be not just about men and women fighting, but about minorities in open warfare with one another. And the gay marriage issue really is most interesting in that respect. Uh, the problem in the U.S. is that I think religious people are having their rights trampled on every day. Um, in service of this tiny minority don't even care.
Well, that's a good point. Uh, you're, you're, you're far too salient points. Let's go back to talking about BBC. Here's the deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, me the big bucks. Yes, 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 yes. That's yeah, why you they warned me. He was smart, Stephen. I, I don't. Yeah, he has I no like three of the words he said. Like, he has three, no business being on this program at all. It's 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 offensive, really, to our audience. <laughs> What's funny is we're going to have Carly Fiorina on like next week or the week after. It's just to that's, follow this. That's what makes it such good watching Stephen. that's it <laughs> or listening depending on or who's listening. listening no I, I i agree and I, I do appreciate you know milo's point of view i think that people's uh a lot of people just don't know how to sort of package what you're saying milo coming out of your mouth now dean real quick because you have those headphones and you got a bunch of street cred last time we had you on the show for those who are listening terrestrially i mean those are hardcore gamer headphones are you you're a gamer i am a gamer I, my son is a big time gamer so of course he's like that he's the best headphones wear those and i'm like oh okay um and yeah i'm a gamer i play uh, world of warcraft it's pretty much the only game uh, that and some call of duty so have you those been up to speed two. on the gamergate issue because you know milo was at the forefront I've heard this what is that i don't even know what that is oh god milo do we have time can we can we <laughs> and, and well, i can summarize it as quick as possible okay let's summarize um, so it. i'm writing a book on this i'm having to learn how to pitch it really quickly um basically the culture wars which we're familiar with you know feminists and um you know uh, authoritarians of all stripes who want to clamp down on creative freedom, tell people that art forms make people sexist and violent and racist and all the rest of it. Um, no evidence for any of this. It's all crazy. Finally, these wars arrived in video games last year. And so um, gamers, unlike any other fandom, unlike comic books, fantasy, sci-fi, all of whom have toppled over and taken it and started self-flagellating about, you know, what an awful diversityless, you know, terrible straight white male patriarchal kind of pursuit this is. Gamers said, you know what, actually, no, wait, you're wrong about this. We're hugely diverse. We're very welcoming. There is no evidence that video games make anybody more violent, more sexist, or anything else. Get out of our, get out of our hobby. We're not interested in your political warfare in something that we love, which we, you know, which we do precisely to escape from this kind of nonsense in the rest of the world. And so that's basically it. Uh, it's a sort of pitched battle between ordinary gamers on the one hand and on the other, um, you know, the ranked masses of the media, all of whom bought this line about them being misogynistic losers, um, you know, feminist, feminist sort of critics and academics, and, uh, you know, basically the whole the establishment. And, on the, you know, on, on the virtuous side was gamers and me. Uh, and I was reporting about these guys from, from sort of August, I think, last year, maybe September, um, about, you know, their, their fight. And Ad Adam Baldwin, too. Adam Baldwin wars. came in and, and was pretty big on oh, it. Oh, of course. No, but, you know, but Adam Baldwin is like a, like a hero figure to these guys. You know, I, I, think, um, uh, I think it was only sort of six months later he decided, you know what, sod this, I'm just going to get into the trenches and really fight this with, with them. Um, you know, uh, quite rightly, he was a bit worried about, you know, all the allegations that were being flung around. Um, but, but of course, you know, Adam Baldwin is uh, Adam Baldwin is uh, Christina Hoff, some of the American Enterprise Institute, various other people. But yeah, basically, it was, it was, you know, you all know this dean as, a, as an actor, as a, as, a, as a Hollywood guy. You know, every once in a while, somebody complains about something, you know, this is sort of sex Misrepresentation All right, we need oh, you to blah, wrap blah, it up, Milo, just before we go to the break. Yeah, I know. That's the problem with these, you know. The I'll tell you what. I'll I think I'm done. I'm well, sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? We're going to go to a break. We're going to go to a I break. I summarize it, I promise. Okay, go ahead. I'm completely on the gamer's side, 100%. Oh, there we go. Well, Dean Kane. If only we could get David Boreanzis. Louder with Crowder. Go to the website <laughs> now because we're going to uncensored web version. For those of you listening terrestrially, stay tuned. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow Stephen on Twitter at S. Crowder.
Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news videos and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of lines. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How did you get in this room? Cold hard in? cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fun Dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to So glad to be back. What a great interview with the Dean Kane and the Milo and the Nero and the Fun Dip not being on. I am your host, Stephen Crowder, most insubordinate producer in all of radio, Fun Dip. You knew knew that I would just go crazy being like, Dean, so tell me about Terry Hatcher. Yes, it's true. Tell me me about the... Tell me about the bosoms of Gary Hatcher. Get to see the bosoms. I'm a leg man, dude. Tell me about the gams of Gary Hatcher. Did you blow on them while she was sleeping ever so softly to see if she had nared or shaved her legs and then take pictures and upload them to my creepy sleeping roommate.com? Did you do that, Dean Kane? Uh, so glad to have him. There's an extended, of course, interview out there, louderwithcrowder.com. And for those of you who are not, well, if you're listening live, for those of you who are not listening live right now on the podcast. If you're listening dead. If you're listening dead up, uh, the podcast actually, make sure you listen to the breaks. We have extended podcasts on the website and some, some uh, I will say, some cool stuff there in the breaks. Not only sponsors, but there are some sub-crowder shows that people don't know about who listen Hell, to Hell, even rest. I don't know they are. Oh, yeah, we've got, uh, I I don't want to say that we've got some A-listers, but we've got uh, Bill Cosby's dating tips on there. We've got the Nick Nolte News Minute. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff going on on the podcast, but got a lot of stuff going on this week. This week was the first trip for Gay Jared to Detroit. Isn't that right, Gay Jared? Uh, Sadly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I was telling Gay Jared about this, and people have seen my Detroit video. And I told Gay Jared, he's from, you're, are you from Cleveland? Do you consider I'm yourself? From, yeah, I consider myself from Cleveland. You consider yourself from uh-huh. Cleveland. Uh-huh. And I told him, I said, there are some, you know, bad areas of Cleveland, but nothing I tell you could possibly overhype you to the decay that is Detroit, to how awful truly of a place it is. I said, so there's nothing I could tell you that could possibly be worse. Worse? Than Det- how could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. And I told him there's nothing that could possibly be worse than what you're about to actually see. There's nothing worse that I could say. If now, you, if you see, no, 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 no. hold on, stop, seek, stop, 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 fund it. If you seek bad things, you find bad things. Get to it. <laughs> Let me start this, okay? Seriously, well, well, this is going to go on for an hour, so you'll be able to make your arguments here because Detroit deserves fund it. It deserves an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gay Jared. Gay Jared, did I overhype it? Oh no, no. As as a Clevelander, you know we we live in constant comparison to Detroit. Yes, the and flats just, and all that, right? I'm just really offended they they ever make it in the same sense now. <laughs> it's extremely extremely offended. What well, we have in maybe one block, a couple blocks, you have a whole freaking city. I know. It is the city. It, it is the city. That is. It's just the neighborhoods. 
It's just how every single person in Detroit lives when Fundip's not doing a silly little gimmick going into a hotel and, and light speed flashing it out of there. I mean, I so fun, stay Fundip, there. I stay so funny, overnight. Jared, remember, we went to Slow's Barbecue, which was great with Fundip. When he came out and that black guy was asking him for money. He couldn't get back to the Burbs fast yeah, enough. Yeah, Fundip couldn't get out of there more quickly. No, I went I hung out We're in terrified. Detroit for another hour One afterwards. One heckler. Yeah. One guy came up to you and was asking, and you bolted. You were terrified. Like it I was, was like I terrified. saw. I was just annoyed. It was like having a. <laughs> it was like having another you bothering me. Literally, I was like, "Hey, is Fundip still here?" And I and I reached, and it was just a cloud of dust in the shape of Fundip, and he was gone. <laughs> that guy was as annoying as you are. I'm like, oh, it was my like God. a cartoon sound effect. Did you hear it? It's like, <laughs> Fundip was gone. I swear, I heard it. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing, too. So to be fair. We drove in. To, we actually drove in. We didn't get on the, the 75. Is it 75? 96? I'm trying to think. 696 and there's 75. Yeah. We didn't go through any of those. 696 is far north. That's up in the uh, in Oakland County. Well, okay. That's where so we came in. We came in kind of through that and then came. Well, we didn't go in any of the freeways, though. No, no. We, we came in through the actual uh, city. Well, north. if you're coming in from like Ferndale, you probably took Woodward South. No, we took Jeff because we went back to where my old place was in, in Gross Point. So, like, you took 10. Which is no longer nice either. It's like they've, it's like the whole city has moved out toward. And by the way, let's just get this out of the way. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. We're, it was entirely black. Okay. So, we're not making the judgments based on race, but let's just get that out of the way. You couldn't find a white person as we were driving into Detroit. Okay. So, what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? <laughs> so, let's get it out of the way. And everything we're going to be commenting on revolves around the policy, the mindset, the lifestyle of Detroit. For those of you who want to make it a black-white thing, go ahead. So let's just get that out of the way. So we drove from my old area, Jared, through uh, – we took Jefferson down. Isn't it and more then, your dad's old area? Well, my old area was, you know, that same area, Gross, Gross Point. And, Gross uh, and that's, Point. Yeah, Gross Point. And that's not nice uh, anymore. And then uh, my dad – you saw my dad's old house. Yeah, yeah. No, no one lives there. No. It's, it's, it's open. Hey, it's probably on the lot. You can probably buy it. Anyone out there listening? Yeah, it's it is a great home for sale. Well, well contrary to what fun of the hundred and forty square miles of Detroit, at least one third of all houses are abandoned. Yeah, it's a great home. Probably five well, bucks. Yeah, like I, the neighborhoods. I will admit, you don't ignore the neighborhoods. Well, oh, that's Detroit. That's Detroit. No, that's that's. I love how Fundip's like the ignore the neighborhoods and the city's great. Everywhere else, cities are proud of their neighborhoods. Ignore the neighborhoods. Ignore the complete well, lack who, of accomplishments, and who, it's great. There's one good hotel. Gee. No, who, there's like five, ten good hotels. Whoa, there's that's a city there's the, there are places conventions to see come concerts. on down to Detroit. They won't stab you in the Hyatt. There are places to see concerts. There are places to get great food. Why drive around a neighborhood? I mean, even when I'm here in Ann Arbor, why I'm, not? I'm look not driving at around a friggin' neighborhood. A neighborhood is a is is a place where it's just not a neighborhood. Here's the funny thing about Fundip. He's so white. A former He's so neighborhood. Out of touch. He thinks what's, you made a great point, Jared. You made a great point, and we'll get to actual Detroit facts in a bit. You made a great point about Fundip acting like he's among Detro amongst them in Detroit, right? You made a great point about the pictures that Fundip. Now, to be fair, gorgeous pictures that Fundip showed you, but you made a great point about it. Well, I was just we were showing all these pictures, and I thought these are you know, a lot of recent pictures. I'm like, no one takes pictures, that many pictures of places they go every day or even semi frequently. So this was yeah, rare. I, I, I never leave the house without a camera. Well, fun. Do you, do you know what our pictures of real Detroit look like? 
they were blurry because we were running from gangbangers and meth, <laughs> meth heads. That's because you They're didn't all go blurry. to the cool areas. You're not going to find gangbangers like trying to beat you up in the DIA or the Science Center. It, oh, there you go. You got to go in the Science Center. So there you go. It's like saying, hey, Baltimore during the riots is great. It's great if you go into the uh, the space museum. What what are those things called? Where the you see the space things on the ceiling? The observatory things? No, not the observatory. You know what I'm talking about though? Where it's like in the it's like a fake ceiling where it looks like stars. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they're they're um, observatories or something like that. No, they're not observed. They're called something else. In Montreal, we had one. You'd go and you it's like fake laying down and looking up at the stars. Um, well, it's funny. So I've got a bunch of facts. Okay, let me let me give you some facts, and then I want to get more into Jared's personal story with Detroit for for Gay Jared. So um, I'm trying to see here. Okay, guess how many times the murder rate is in Detroit than New York City? Take how, a guess. Like how many times greater? Yeah, how many times greater in Detroit than New York City? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess four, but that's probably reaching. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> 11 times. Just go oh, to the Science was that Museum. Reaching. Yeah, 11 times. Uh, the city, you know, they've been lying for years. By the way, seven out of 10 murders go completely unsolved. Completely unsolved. I mean, you could have, you could go to any any area of Detroit, including downtown after dark. You can go to Ypsilanti and get killed, too. It's not even the same thing. See, here's the thing, Fun Dip. The problem, w w the problem with you in areas where you have some kind of an emotional attachment is you completely remove logic. The city isn't about the fact that there's one nice building. No, the it's not just about one. You've got, you've got the... No, hold on, hold on. You've got the new center area. You have the point. Fund it, fund it. Let me make my point here. This is very important. Let's stay on track, and then afterwards you can derail to your little heart's content. This is important. Let's stay on point here, Fund it. Let's say there's five nice buildings. It's not about the fact that there are nice buildings that are in decay from before. It's about how the city, the community, how people live, how the policy, what the mindset is in Detroit. That's what makes a city. Well, yeah, Any other if, city if you, is proud you, of that. If you take your average unemployed resident in what might have been previously called a neighborhood, yeah, they're idiots. They're That's Detroit. They're, That's they're, most of Detroit. That's 99% of Detroit. But you have to overlook those people. No, you don't. You don't. You don't overlook it. You don't overlook it to be objective funded. Yeah. You look at that. You have to. But that is not where you want to have your tourism going. If you want to. Exactly. <laughs> We're talking about Detroit. We're not talking about, you know, hey, if you look to the left of this bus, you'll see a science fair. Ignore the man being raped. If you look to the right of this, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the city of Detroit. I just feel like a fair judgment of a city like that, or any city, is not necessarily what, it, what someone from, you know, a suburb comes and experiences once every, once a month, once every month. But it's. What is the average experience at the grocery store? Genuine what question. Is that like? Have you ever actually been ever in an actual residential area outside of the four blocks from the Renaissance? Oh, Center? yeah, yeah. The whole neighborhood over by St. Cecilia's, drive around through there, take a look at where my dad grew up. That house, yes, is gone. The uh, house where my mom grew up. There are people still living there, uh, or at least there were a few <laughs> years ago. But uh, it's apt to change. The neighborhoods are not supposed to be the tourist destinations you're not supposed to go we're not talking seeking you're not supposed to go seeking the crap well, you're, you're not supposed, supposed to. to go seeking you're supposed to see how a city lives you're not well, supposed to go you seeking ever ridden one that area. i rode the train in chicago to go to the comic-con from a hotel one year and it, no that was beetle con at any rate you could see that there was tons of 
garbage and tons of miserable places there not as well. Close. And not even br- in Brooklyn, I saw a lot of closed up stores and I saw a lot of poor people. You know, you have to just get past all that and find the gems everywhere you go. And then you lie to people and say Detroit's really well off. We'll go to this break. No, I'm we'll not, I'm not lying. We'll I'm telling you there are, listen to, to me, Detroit you moron. I'm telling you that there are things that you can do, you can enjoy, and you can have some fun. You Detroit always, You always seek the bad things in life. You're the most miserable person I know. And when, when it Detroit comes to people, if you ignore people, you can find some happiness in this world. About to catch the news just in the nick of time with Nick Nolte. Some of these people ask me about Donald Trump. What I think about Donald Trump, I think you self-righteous son of a bitch. You self-righteous son of a bitch. That was news in the nick of time with Nick Nolte. You're listening to a show called by listeners, Terrible. The same crap every week. We like it that way. Louder with Crowder. Thank you so much. We got a call during the break. This is why we don't take callers or someone calls in and goes, ah, it's Planetarium and you guys suck. Click. <laughs> Click. I know, before I could even tell him, hey, Dad? every talk show is the same crap every day. At least there, at least we're not the same crap five days a week. Oh, we're not the same crap at all. The problem is the conservative AM radio audience is used to, oh, bummer, Hillary, oh, Hitler, <laughs> those Democrats, those Republicans, and they go, isn't this clever? You guys just suck. The people who want that, go, just change the dial. Go ahead. I don't care. We don't need people who just want the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's the funny week. thing. He's telling us we suck, but he's listening enough to freaking call in. I uh, genuinely. This is what I think gen- of that guy. Yeah. Here, look, Ge- uh, look on the internet, guy. Look at the picture of me behind Crowder. Well, here's the thing. Let's be honest. Half the people listening hate you because they're conservative, right? And that's okay. No, a hundred percent of the people listening hate me. No, half no. of them hate you. But you know what? And it's I'm just no because other you're program. better looking than me. On no other program do they do they even try to provide any kind of balance. Oh, yeah, everything is totally one-sided. It's not funny. Everything is just boring. I mean, if I have to listen to, like, Go ahead, you can Hannity use or any of those guys, I want to shoot myself in the face. Yeah, I know. It's just like, oh, I, I can't handle. So, people listening, thank you so much. We appreciate you supporting the program. And, of course, listen, this is a great example. We've talked about this a lot. Radio stations don't pay for ratings, so it's hard to know. But we know the interactions are pretty good, and we're very grateful. But in the podcast sector, there is no reason, right? There shouldn't be a reason that we are absolutely kicking the crap out of major terrestrial radio shows on the podcast. Here's the biggest difference. And Fundip and I were talking about this. On radio, the business model is to just sell your audience to the highest bidder, to the advertiser. Our model is to build to create something the audience wants. When they give us feedback, you tweet us at S. Crowder, at Fundip Dan. We listen. We have people on who you want to have on. We're not just going, hey, we want this giant, uh, uh, we want this giant sponsorship from a nonprofit. So we're going to have all of their senior fellows on. Do you notice we've not had a single politician on? 
Not one. The one who we might have on is Carly Fiorina because I like her and I think she'll be funny. We don't have politicians on. We don't have senior fellows or counselors or advisors. We really don't do that. You know why? Because it's boring. And they're going to say the same thing. It's so hard. We've had, I think, maybe one on when we actually had a local election um, or some friends. But the problem is they always say the same thing. They never give you a straight answer. They sit there and they give you some political answer. You're not informed about anything. You're not learning anything. And you're not growing. And you're also not being entertained unless you're, you know, maybe, maybe some people who are niche political hobbyists love to have a local politician on answer a question for five minutes without saying anything. We don't try and do that. Let's get back to our discussion on Detroit. Of course, this show broadcast out of Ann Arbor, Detroit, all the way out to Lansing. Um, so one third of 140 square miles of Detroit is completely abandoned. You know, it used to be over, uh, over 2 million people, Jared, in Detroit. And now, do you know how many people live in Detroit? What would you guess when you were going through there? How many people would you think live in Detroit? 15. Well, that's because fun that things y'all look the same. But <laughs> I would You're guess. horrible. No. <laughs> there are different people every time, fun up. Right. I don't know. I would, guess, I would guess you said 2 million. I would guess maybe 1.1. I don't know. No. Well, they say they admit it's under 700,000. They don't know how far underneath. Really? They said in 2010 it was 700,000. My, my dad and I said that's a reach. They said that's a reach, 700,000. They're, they're acknowledging it. I would be surprised if it's half a million. Mm. I'd be surprised if there were more people in Detroit than, um, you know, than Grand Rapids now. Well, there's that cute little blonde that's been fixing up houses on uh, TV. She went and she fixed up some of the houses there on her TV show. I forget what her name is. I think it's Kim or something like that. At any rate, uh, those were really cool. It was good to see the architecture of those homes. and what houses down. Did she go in and fundamentally change the policy? Did she change the mayor? Did she change the welfare? Did she change the the welfare system? The the government and all that is is just beyond repair right now. You know, so you have to do what you can despite the government. No, 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 that's the the point. That's the point. See, you're you're like enabling a drug addict. Detroit needs well, to, kind of like the Republican Party, well, needs we, to burn to the ground no, so a phoenix can rise. It already did that. No, it didn't. It didn't. Here's it's the thing. Not, you want to change something in Detroit? Here, we were talking about this. People who live there. Okay, mommy and daddy have to stay together, firstly. That's why it's so important. But if mommy and daddy both worked burger-flipping jobs at McDonald's, right, making minimum wage, they could move their children out of that war zone. They could move anywhere where their kids wouldn't be nice, but it would be safe. The only criteria for people who live in neighborhoods, in every neighborhood right now in Detroit, is free. Is it free? You change that by no more, no more welfare. You show up, you work, and we'll place you at a job. You work, you get welfare for a few months, we'll place you at a job, and you're off. And making sure people are paying property taxes. And making sure that they're still playing, paying property taxes, not on a home they bought for a buck. You change that if people have some ownership of their area. Here's one thing. We were talking about this. You know, why throw your trash everywhere? We're in Detroit. We watch people walk past trash cans and just throw their trash in the ground. That's not, that's not somebody else oppressing anybody. That's people in their own neighborhoods just crapping all over it. You look off any main street in Detroit right now, any main street. You drive down Jefferson or um, I'm trying to think. It's Chalmers. I'm, I'm mixing up the streets here. You drive down any main street. Jared and I were talking. You look off to the right, and Jared's going, this is downtown. Is that the UP? (laughs) It's just completely, it's bizarre. It is overgrown with forestry. It's like rural blight, wild packs of roaming dogs. Downtown Detroit. 
I mean, how well, this it is like this is actually like five or six blocks away from downtown. Oh, well, five or six blocks away. Five blocks. Do you, do you realize the fact that that's your justification that that is so abnormal compared to anywhere else on planet Earth, aside from maybe Haiti? Hey, this is where I grew up. This is what I know. Now, what you know sucks. Louder with Crowder. Come <laughs> back after the break. You Canadian. Hey, Fundip, what's wrong? I'm trying to figure out what kind of gift to send to my friend's hot niece. Well, firstly, that's creepy. Does she like wine? Well, yeah, everybody likes wine. Oh, so what's the problem? I just don't know what kind of wine she likes. Oh, well, the good thing is you're in luck, because you can go to SimplifiedWine.com or call 844-297-WINE. Just place a call or you send an email, and a qualified sommelier will find out what you like, your price range, and curate a perfect wine list for you or your friend's hot niece. SimplifiedWine.com or 844-297-WINE. So glad to be with you dancing a happy song, but talking about unhappy Detroit. Here's here's something I want to preface this. Uh, this needs to be prefaced. The reason it's so important, okay? The reason why Detroit is so important, the reason the most watched video I've ever done for like a 12-minute documentary on YouTube, which is unheard of, is about Detroit, is because Detroit is what Barack Obama wants for the United States of America. Detroit, since 1961, well, 62, I guess, since 62 has been entirely under far-left Democrat rule, welfare policies, great society, uh, constant, constant gimmies, constant handouts. There's this idea, you know, Detroit was the wealthiest city in the country. Liberals came in, gave more free stuff, which gave them more control over businesses, and now you have the worst city ever. One of the worst things was Johnson tried to hold it up as an example, and he connected his policies to it, and that is what caused a lot of the problems right. with that whole situation. If if they had said, no, we're not going to let Johnson come in and do that, things would have been different. Right. Well, you know, Lyndon Johnson, the famous quote from him is, I'll have those N-words voting Democrat for the next two decades or next 200 years. I don't have the exact quote. Maybe Gay Jared can pull it up, but it's a pretty well-known quote. And what he did, the reason he picked Detroit, that's a good point, Fundip, the reason he picked Detroit, it was kind of like, you know, trying to take credit for something that was already fantastic. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you adopt a champion show dog and go, look what I created with this dog. Look how well I trained him. Well, no, you adopted a champion show dog. Detroit was the best city in the country. So Lyndon Johnson said, okay, I need a place to basically put out my model cities program. I know. We'll pick Detroit. It's already doing well. It can only stay doing well because it's Detroit, and I'll just give it a whole bunch of money into downtown Detroit, and I'll get to take credit for it and say, oh, it's a great society. It's the Model Cities program. And but not so much the downtown. I mean, he gave that stuff to the neighborhoods where the no, there's, people we, were living, and then, then they got lazy. No, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere from downtown out. I mean, the truth is, people say down, you need to drive, like Fundip even said, he didn't even realize, you drive four blocks out of the downtown, and you're in the areas which are certain death according to the police. So there's no other city in the country. There's never been another city in the country where it's that way. That's why I take 94, I take 10, I get off by the MGM Grand Casino, and there are 
several really cool places to hang out. Yes, I admit the neighborhoods, you have to know where you want to go, and uh, you go to the fun places, and you enjoy them. And, and then you and you tell everyone who will listen that Detroit is dead and it needs to be remedied through policy and a fundamental change. Well, the government needs to be view. wiped. No, clean but the and people. Started. It's not the. Needs an enema. Zach, exactly. That exactly. Detroit needs Batman. Detroit needs the Joker. They Detroit needs me. Bane. <laughs> Detroit needs Bane to set a nuclear bomb. must be He needs he needs new Bane to set a nuclear bomb under the city. Only Batman doesn't save him. Batman should look at Detroit and go, ah, and keep on moving. Uh, that's dangerous no. stuff. I, I ain't going there. <laughs> I'll, I'll kill there. If, if there was a way to straighten things out without destroying the history from before the Democrats took power, then you've got a foundation that you can rebuild on. Well, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but see, my, I, I, I know that people say, Dan is blind because of this. My love of historic architecture it heavily sways. But that has nothing why, to do with the city. But the, the historic architecture is there in the city. And most of it is in horrible decay. You've got a, you've, they just rebuilt the Gar building. There's, that's open again. The restaurants are in there. I want to get to the there's point. There's a here. tech this, place in that building. So it's nice to see it, that opening it. again. I need you to hear me here, okay? Because I, I want the audience to listen. They don't care about Detroit. They don't care about where you go to have a Coney. It's a macro issue. Detroit, as a matter of fact, Detroit, obviously the highest Muslim population. Detroit is very much was like... Dearborn. Yeah, but I'm just saying Detroit in general is very much like the UK. Uh, Detroit is so far left that, I mean, they appease now. They don't even respond to domestic disputes in, in Dearborn now. They let them handle it because a lot of those things are handled in their, you know, in their, in their mosques. Um, Detroit is emblematic of leftist policies. It's a, whenever they say, hey, we want to do this and these will be the results. We want to do this, that, and the other. Well, you did this, that, and the other for five decades in Detroit. There's never been a Republican to come in and say, hey, you don't get to do that, Detroit. It's never happened. And as someone who's, the reason I talk about it, if people say, well, what? it matters because if you live in this country, okay, if you want to arm yourself against the, the, the pragmatic results of leftist policies, you look to Detroit. Now, Fundip, I understand he likes some buildings, and that's great. But if you want to know how a people live, how a city develops under See, I leftist... Don't, I don't want to know anything about how the people live. I want to go to the cool places. I want to go dancing. I but want Fundip, to... Hold on a second. Do you understand that it's irresponsible? It's irresponsible for you to say to people, no, Detroit's rad, man, because you want to feel like you're included in a cool city. You need to tell them it's dangerous. It's really bad. You don't want to go anywhere except for a couple of buildings because Detroit is dead and policy has destroyed it. But there are a couple of cool buildings. That but would you, be responsible. You, you've for got the whole campus marshes area. You've got the new center area. Did you hear what I just Bell said? Bell Isle is cleaned up. But it's, it's more. Is than that just, not reasonable? It's more than just a couple of buildings. There are probably. Uh, is that not reasonable, Fundip? Well, that, yeah, that would be a more responsible well, way. The one phrase is you don't want to just blindly follow GPS. You want to know where you're going. Yeah. Um, well, it's like Jared said, right? With Cleveland, you have you have bad pockets. Any city has bad pockets, right? Okay, Jared. But you said something else about Detroit. Well, yeah, we were well, we were we were driving through <laughs> just miles and miles and miles of just. I mean, it looked like it, 
So people who think that they really go out of their way to decorate these sets for these zombie apocalypse movies, these, you know, whatever movies, it's it's not. It's just that's how it looks. And I remember thinking, like, you know, if this, if someone told me this was an act of God that came through here, if this was a Haiti, if this was a, you know, um, it'd be sad. It'd be really sad because it's kind of what it looks like. Then you then you quickly remember this is this wasn't an act of God. This was this was this was an act of douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> someone took the effort. Not only did it just happen, it just took the effort to go up on that skyscraper and graffiti the hell out of it and board it up and tear right. it to crap. I mean, this is it's it's, it's proactive the, douchebaggery. Yeah. For people, years, for decades. It took effort to do that. That's what, that's what shocked me. It's like someone took the time of day yeah. to make it this bad. And and enabled, enabled by enabled. a liberal government and told it's not your fault. Time and douchebags. That's, yeah. that's that's the recipe. Well, it's 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 yeah, told told the exact opposite of what they need to be told. Well, you know what? I think I was I, we drove through and I think we could probably fix it with maybe I think we could probably staple a couple of doctors to smoke trees. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> you know what you need to do the bankruptcy. Dentists. Sure. Just ha- have have a cadre of dentists driving through there. Oh, geez, fund if you're gonna get letters. We're gonna send them your address. <laughs> We're gonna make sure they find your address. No, it's it's true. It is, and again, it's important for people listening. This is not about Detroit. It's about the country at large. It's not your fault. Well, there's this art town in Detroit. That's where we went. It's the Heidelberg Project. Yeah. And you and you go through, and they put some clothes on trees, and they paint like kind of creepy. Yeah, they paint like an old junkyard pink or something. Like we're saving Detroit through art. Because, yeah, well, yeah, all years of policy and economic collapse and political corruption are fixed because you, you, you clothespinned a sweater to a weeping willow. I mean, that's what they want to tell you. And we were there driving down there, and a meth lab had blown up. Remember? It was like you could see it for miles. And we were talking with someone who ran a restaurant in the nice area of Detroit who openly told us, oh, we leave by nightfall. No one here is still here by, by, by then. We're, we're all gone. You know, if you if you park your car, the guy at the parking, your keys are left on a hook behind bulletproof glass and he's gone and you may be able to pick it up tomorrow because people who actually live there do not stay there. And um, remember, she said she was out on a beach in Belle Isle yeah. and there were two like meth lab lobs or, or house fires and smoke you could see from out. not like a you know, I mean, what do you do too, right? The cops remember the fire department showed up there. They weren't even trying to put it out. No, they were like, just let it burn. Just let it burn. Well, it, it, it kind of like you kind of want your neighborhood to kind of look a little bit a little bit of uniformity and when you have that one it just looks it fits better if it's in better with the neighborhood actually when it's, it's burned, burned down. down. <laughs> I mean, what's nice. gonna happen to you? like you see these houses are abandoned you're gonna come in what happened here it was electrical <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had electricity for 19 years <laughs> well, we, how- we need to do a greening so you know how ann arbor has like a green belt around it detroit needs to have a green belt you you downsize because Square miles wise, Detroit is huge and it's not using a lot of that property. Green it, raise it, put a like beautiful trees, parks, do something like Central Park, but all the way around Detroit. And then, huh? Problem is, we're gonna need a lot of dockers. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna need a lot, we're gonna need a lot of slacks to put on those trees. The problem is, you're talking about putting a ring around it, you're just creating a target at the center. I mean, I mean, it's it's weird because here I am a pro-life guy and I think we have too many people in our world who don't do the right thing anymore. Do we need less people? How do we solve all of these problems? Not just Detroit, worldwide. 
Now, there really isn't an overpopulation problem. You know, with 7 billion people, you could fit them all in the state of Texas, and it wouldn't even reach the population density of New York City. So we're, we're fine with that. And honestly, we're, we're fine with resources. Of course, people in third world countries aren't going to have the same access. And, and Detroit could be, you know, really a third world country if you look at it. Here's what's crazy, though. We were driving and literally abandoned building, abandoned building, abandoned building, abandoned building, nothing, nothing, closed down shop, closed down shop, brand new car dealership. Everyone's driving a new GM or a brand new Ford. Nothing, nothing. Abandoned, abandoned, abandoned. Brand new Verizon smartphone store. Everyone there, the only things that made it were, sorry, liquor stores and leisure services. Cars, phones, flat screens. There's no world market. There's no hold. People say, you know, oh, in these impoverished areas, and I know you're going to have, have your little tweeter button and say that it's racist. Because, again, I know that Detroit is entirely black, but let's be honest. They could easily, if they can bring in a car dealership, they could easily say, hey, we want to be customers for a Trader Joe. Uh, there's, a, there's a Whole Foods over by Wayne State. Yeah, but what was, what was last Lowe's you saw there? <laughs> it's not a great market for home improvement stores. No, it's not a great market for <laughs> Sherwin Williams doesn't last too long. <laughs> He's just going in and saying, hey, yeah, oh, there's a Lowe's. Yes. I want some tubing I think, I think they're and wa- beakers. The pressure washers are never out of stock, though. That's great. Yeah, the pressure washers are never out of stock. Nor there, it's like I need I need a plastic bin that won't be eaten by acid, and eighteen gallons of antifreeze. What, what's funny though, because you you know you think about the the vandalism, and here in Ann Arbor, I got carded for primer, and I thought vandals wow. don't use primer; they go no, right to drugs. the paint. I think it's for drugs. No, they 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 always card you for spray paint. Because of vandalism in uh, in places like Lowe's and Home Depot and that, and I said, "You're carding me for primer. How, how many vandals do you know?" No, but that primer prime might the wall be used first? to make street drugs because antifreeze is, and the same thing. You can't get like a certain amount of asthma medication, like Broncade or, um, or Primatine, because of the yeah pseudoephedrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's used to make meth. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like that. Because uh, I think they have a limit on well, how much antifreeze. I haven't made nearly as much meth as you have, so I will default to you on that one. It's true. You have not made as much meth. I don't understand the attraction to meth either. Like, well, I get I, the attraction. I, there's one thing that I think would be good about it. Do you see how thin people on meth are? My God, what a diet. You know what's cheaper? A treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much more effort involved. Yeah, but it won't blow up your house. So that's that's always a plus. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's too. Well, the crazy thing is. I, I just don't understand. I, I get the attraction, like to heroin. I've never, obviously, I've never done illicit substances. I'm pretty open about I don't that. I think it's I, obvious. I, yeah. <laughs> I get the attraction to marijuana. Like, I understand why someone could say, okay, I want to try that. I get the attraction to maybe say LSD. Again, to the young people listening, you should not do any of these substances. I understand the, the attraction. I don't understand the attraction to something that's going to make you tweaked out of your mind and as anxious as all get out. From my understanding of meth, there's like a few seconds of euphoria. It'd be like taking 50 Adderall and just loading it so you're just jittery and you're nervous. Um, same thing with like PCP. I, d- I don't understand the attraction to those drugs. Maybe someone can tweet me, at S. Crowder, and you can explain it to me. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if we'd be able to read the tweet. Antifreeze, you guys suck. You're the same every week. All right, let's go to a break here, keep the lights on, and then we'll close out uh, our Detroit discussion, then come back to Trump, Cecile the Lion, and Gerald Morgan. What a death threat at Simplified Wine. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. 
You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow S. Crowder on Twitter. That's at S. Crowder and at FunDipDan. And don't forget Jared either. Serious time. Super serious. A lot of you Crowder heads listening to this podcast aren't even following me on Twitter, at S. Crowder. There is all kinds of stuff that you'll find on there you won't hear on this podcast, YouTube videos, and you can follow my insubordinate producer, at FunDipDan. Finally, a plug for me. First 20 seconds of this Louder with Crowder promo, and you're talking about Stephen friggin' Crowder. Are you going to cry? That's what you do. That's kind of <laughs> your thing. Louder with Crowder, at S. Crowder. Follow me. Follow at Fun Dip Dan. Just try to not make him cry. I'll cry tears of joy when the terrorists take you out. When it's not a party, we will party hard. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow at S. Crowder on Twitter. Go to louderwithcrowder.com and go to Detroit for food. Gosh. <laughs> We're back and Fun Dip ruined it as per usual. We're responsible for like 10 deaths now. Great restaurants. Yeah, man. Fun Dip Dan will have blood on his hands. Be like, the, 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 the big man on radio said it was, oh my God. You can take it. What do you mean? I don't have cash. It's 2015. <laughs> this is gonna. This is going to get worse before it gets better. It's not going to be. Hopper is going nuts in the studio right now. My dog. Anytime I do a weird voice, it's not me. He's like, "What is this?" Well, maybe my suicidal nature leans into my wanting to go to Detroit so often. You just took it to a really you took it to a darker place than Detroit. Here's what's so funny though is all the hipsters moving in, and they're like, "Well, Detroit's getting better." I, I do like hipsters. Uh, three hundred and seventy-seven homicides in Detroit reported in 2011. 2012, that number rose to 411. Just to, here's what's interesting: justifiable homicide, right? So meaning like self-defense. Okay, Jared, you're a gun guy. Justify justifiable homicide. I can't even get it out. Rose by an astounding 79% in 2011. That's almost a double. That means that people were going to like, I killed somebody. Ah. Uh, <laughs> just fill out this paper. Where were you? Were you off Chalmers? Oh, yeah, that guy. We've been trying to nail him down for years. You're good. Uh, with RPG. Uh, my weapon's not registered i mean honestly it's 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 we were talking about that though you can take if detroit again emblematic of leftist policies right it is a nation it's really sad it's really sad you know yeah dl hughley right came on last week fundip and he said uh well you know people aren't buying what you're selling the proof is in the pudding just repeated that that soundbite the proof is in the pudding and i was like yes what's your point so dl hughley was on last week if you've missed it you can go to the website and he was saying that, you know, black people wouldn't respect Larry Elder, Herman Cain, uh, Condoleezza Rice, any of the black people who were Republicans. He said, black, he said, he said, well, black people wouldn't respect them. They couldn't come into their neighborhood. Yes, he goes, either message or the marketing. Yeah. If they're product. not buying your product, that means that your product sucks. And I want, I, I want to well, okay, well, what about the meth problem in Detroit and specifically the black community? That's a product that's selling like Furbies in 2003. 
I'm serious. uh, There aren't many shows on the radio anymore these days that'll give you your Furby references. (laughs) (laughs) I smoke crack. Whoa. I had two of those dang things. We kept them at the oldie station I worked at back then so that Call we could see what kind Heisenberg. of You mentioned super soakers earlier. Most of our people probably we don't know what super soakers are anymore. The super either. soakers are high pressured water guns. Yeah. They're gone. Think of the past. But it's like Detroit. It's true though. I mean, listen, if GL Hughes can go, oh, it's about the product. Listen, there's a lot of product that's been re- sold to the black community. Detroit is a great example. Listen, Detroit is a welfare city. Okay, now again, let me clarify. I'm not saying that all black people are on welfare or that they're incapable of work. No, I I believe that that the communities of Detroit are far better than the government has given them credit. I be, I I think you should elevate these communities. But again, if your only standard is free, that's the only reason you live in Detroit now. Right? Get leftist policies emblematic for the whole country, so stay with me. The only reason you stay in Detroit is because it's free. It's not like, well, it's a trade-off, there are good schools, but the neighborhood, no, none of that. There's no realtor going, this is the community with good schools, or this is how this one has, I mean, everywhere has a lot of trees, so that's good. A couple of fixer-uppers. Yeah, it's a fixer-upper, it's rustic. This is dilapidated, <laughs> rustic. They're only sta- the only standard to stay there can be free. And, and I hate the BS, too, of that, well, it's a community. There's no sense of community. If you, there's a sense of community, pick up your trash. There's a sense of community... Don't burn down the building next to the family of eight who live there. That's not community. I, I don't w- pick up pick up trash. Well, it's, it's like it's like you're saying. There's a conservative marketing. It's a packaging suck. Yes, yeah, it sucks. That's true. The conservative packaging needs help. Absolutely. But but you can't compete with Santa Claus. No, you can't compete with free. There's no Republican who can come in to a to a, a city of people who have lived basically for free. I mean, you look in the middle of the day, just people standing on street corners with nothing to do. It's really sad. That removes human direction. I would love to see studies, too, on people who are unemployed, depression, which, of course, is basically the neurotransmitter that gives you drive to go out. And that's probably why they're all on meth. There's no dopamine. The computer just fired the music. That means we're getting close to the top of the hour. That means that you don't know how much time we have left. No, I can see we have 45, 44 43 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. Well, I know. I heard the music coming on. But seriously, it is it is really sad what has happened to a once great city and a once great uh, people of a city. And I'm, I'm talking about all people who live in Detroit. And now the only standard to stay in Detroit is free. And it's really hard for someone to come in, a mayor or any kind of leadership to say no more free. That's what's required to change Detroit. And, and it's really hard to compete with free. I mean, think about it. If you could eliminate your grocery bill to free, but you wouldn't have as good groceries, you'd still go, well, it's free. And that's the problem. I don't know if it can be fixed. Louder with Crowder will be back with Gerald Morgan. And now it's time for your dating advice minute with Bill Cosby. This week's letter comes to me. From Russell. From Atlanta, Georgia, he says that he has a problem. We're getting it, getting the little Mr. Russell to come out to help the big Mr. Russell. Now, Russell is nothing to be embarrassed about. We've all had something like that happen with some time when you do it, sometimes it can be dying. Sometimes it can be driven by stress. What you got to do is get your doctor to give you the pills. 
This pill's gonna bring little Russell out to play, but then you need another pill for your wife so you can just slip it in the coffee and you can... This has been your Dating Advice Minute with Bill Cosby. You're a strange animal, that's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal, I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to Wow! So glad to be back. And I... Never get tired of that song. Your host, Steven Crowder, most insubordinate producer in all of radio. Follow him at FundipDan. And, of course, Gay Jared producing the video side, which you can watch online. Um, Gay Jared. His Twitter handle is not Gay Jared, but we won't get into that. Was, you know, we, we don't need to get into that right now. Someday we'll put him on the couch and figure out what's, what's going on there. But we were talking about Detroit before the top of the hour. Here's another story that comes to us while we're talking about Detroit. Kind of makes me think of of Dearborn and Islam. Did you hear the story about the man in the UK who was arrested? Fun dip. I saw something briefly on that, but it was only 140 characters or less. Okay. He, uh, this man, Tommy Robinson, former leader for the English Defence League, kind of like a Pam Pamela Geller thing out in the UK, was arrested to prevent him from attending a Draw Muhammad cartoon meeting. So it's really important for you to realize this. He was arrested in the UK, not for attending a Draw Muhammad cartoon meeting, not for having even drawn Muhammad, but for planning on it. The man was arrested. This is literally, you know, when you're a kid and you go, who are you, the thought police? The UK police are the thought police. What are you, well, my, you know, you're not the boss of me. Yes, we are. We're completely the boss of you. Hey, it's Ringo. We're completely the both of you. Uh, you can't you can't govern what I think. Depends. Are you thinking about Islam? Why do you have me talking with Ringo? <laughs> Those are your t- t- No, t- yours is more yours is more nasally. Unless yeah. you're doing the news, then it's like this. No. Uh, when I do the news, I sit up straighter, and that's really the only difference. Yeah. And, I, and when I got the glasses, my voice became more nasal because the damn thing's Pinch my friggin' nose. Yeah. Well, anyways, this is if you think this can't happen. Do, do I, in, hey, here's the big question though. Do I really sound like Wallace Shawn? Wait, who's Wallace Shawn? Inconceivable. Oh, that's right. Is he alive still? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't done anything after Toy Story. Well, they still make new Toy Story uh shorts every now and again. He's the uh, voice of Rex, I believe. I don't like confrontation. I love We've got a perfect Rex dinosaur at home. It's totally scale. It's killer. It's awesome. Oh, good for you. I, I do think it's important for people to note that this can happen in the United States. Once you create hate speech laws, once you start giving the government, the police, the ability to censor speech, you, you give them the ability to invade into thoughts. Um, hate crimes are really silly. Gay Jared was asking me this the other day. He was going, why, why, why a hate crime? Isn't it just a crime? And I said, that's perfect. I said, in your naivete, you just summarized exactly what's wrong with it. Murder doesn't need a footnote. Theft doesn't need a footnote. Well, you killed that guy. Why? Because he was a homosexual. Well, we're going to give you double secret death penalty. I mean, what, what difference does it make? If your laws are just and they're clear, and punishment is consistent, 
Now, who cares about the intent of the crime? I mean, beyond, again, intent of was it premeditated or was it a, an, an act of passion? I, uh, I, so hate crimes are silly. They're silly. And people say, oh, you're supporting hate crimes. No, I'm not supporting hate crimes. I support harsh laws against crimes. Just try and be consistent. Now you have hate crimes. It's a hate crime in the UK to offend a Muslim. It's a hate crime to offend a Muslim. Listen, treating women well offends Muslims in the UK. <laughs> hey, your wife talked back to you. Why don't you hit her? Because I love my wife. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, how do you not offend a Muslim in the UK if you're a civilized... Sorry, are you saying they're barbaric? Yes. They would not have liked my dinner when we ate at Slow's. It's true. Yeah, you had the you had the pulled pork sandwich with bacon on it. No, it it was pulled pork, bacon, and a big slice of ham. It's called the triple threat. The triple threat. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That. It is the triple threat. If you I eat it in love that of, sandwich. Eat it in Dearborn. It is a triple threat. Three times we bomb you. We're going to make sure that there is nothing left. Matter of fact, I'm going to hit the button, and an anvil is going to fall on you, and of course, any woman within a five mile radius, just to make sure they know who the boss is. I've never understood that, too, but we've talked about this quite a bit. And actually, Gerald Morgan will be on after this. He knows a lot more about Islam than, than most people do. I've never understood the mindset, for example, of the genital mutilation that happens in Islam. If we're talking macro today. Think about that for a second. How pathetic are you as a man that you just want to make sure that a woman has no barometer for sexual pleasure whatsoever? That way it's not, it's not my fault. Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm great A. I am number one quality. I, they call me Don One. They call me Don One. But the thing is, you can't, you'll never know. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's not fair. You've got to have absolutely zero game to want to do that to a woman. I've never 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have no game. I don't know. I mean, tweet me. What do you, at S. Crowder. Am, am I the only one who... Listen, I talk about sex on this show, and some people go, you don't talk. I don't ever try and get graphic about it. Part you do of, that during the commercial breaks. Part of the fun to me is making sure that my wife has a good time. I mean, it's that Alice Cooper song, right? I want to take you to heaven. That would make my day complete. Don't sing. I had enough of show hosts you and me ain't singing no movie the stuff. rest of the week. What we are is what we are. We share a bed, some loving, and TV, yeah. That's for fun dip. Because that's enough for a fun dip, man. What I am is what I am. And, baby, that that's sounds enough. more like Edie Brickell. What that's I enough am is what I am. For a prolactinoma-ridden <laughs> coffee addict. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I, I was impressed with how much how well you can actually rap, though. You're you're a terrible singer. Don't get me wrong. Don't be hey, mistaken. Hey, terrible. I can rap Could I be better than Crowder. But your rapping is bad. Like in um, your Mr. America video. I was I was pretty. People don't know you do that. Yeah. You know, Detroit. You can go down there. When I get... was a little baby boy, my mama Stop gave it. me a brand new toy. Two turntables with a mic and I learned to rock like a dolomite. Just Time lost half our listeners. We just lost half our <laughs> listeners. Fun to stop. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. You can do one verse so that people realize how embarrassing it is. It's not embarrassing. Then you stop. No. Now, what's embarrassing is trying to see me break dancing. I tear a hole in that freaking cardboard. That I'd pay to see. It'd be very short. <laughs> Detroit. Detroit 
hip hop rap. Eminem, we were talking about that with Detroit. We were funded, you know, as all he was saying, oh, you got some great bands and bars. The truth is Detroit used to be the best at everything. I mean, highest per capita income. They were creating these fantastic cars, uh, the best music. I mean, you're talking about rock and roll, you know, Alice Cooper, Iggy uh, Pop, um, of course, Motown, Outstanding, Temptations. The I mean, Funk they were, Brothers, man. They were the best. And really, they're not the best. They're not pumping out the best of anything at this point. And that's really sad when you think about it. That's like, you know, that's like being David Hasselhoff. At one point, you were just fan. Everyone wanted you. And now you're just swearing eating burgers off the floor. Yeah, they're been exports body bags. Because they're right out of places to bury down there. Yeah, well, even police in Detroit say enter Detroit at your own at your own risk right now. So well, they, well, we watched them drive by how many people who were clearly stoned or or you know high out of their minds the other day. They don't. They don't at one point, they just don't care. Well, you were more of a suspect because you look like a you know a little gay hipster. They were like, "What they the hell?" I was up to no good. They thought you were up to no good. They thought you were a Heisenberg. <laughs> they thought you, you Jesse, were Jesse Pinkman. Jesse, Jesse, you were Jesse Pinkman, and I was the Heisenberg. I don't know. They were going. What are those? What are those two guys going here? Again, clearly, one must be pitcher and catcher. They're in the wrong, They're not in an Indian village. What's happening here? All right. We'll uh, we'll 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 uh, take this in a healthy direction because actually, with Cecile the lion, there, again, there's a macro issue. Isn't there. it Cecil? Is it Cecil? Yeah, Cecile's a girl's name. It was a male lion. Oh, Cecil. Cecil. Like Jimmy, Cecil Fielder from knows. the Tigers. He knows. He'll pronounce it correctly. Okay. Gerald will know. Gerald Morgan will do his due diligence on that. So Cecil. The lion, the, the big issue there is, of course, the guy has to shut down his shutters and people are threatening him and sending death threats. Good friend of the show, Gerald Morgan, who runs, who's actually a Christian uh, apologist, he talks on Islam and, and, and um, the Christian faith quite a bit. He had a death threat in Texas at his office facility where they had to leave because of what someone said on Facebook. So I think it's an interesting comparison. I want to see what happened with him and why people were so offended. Um, so we'll bring him back after the break. We'll talk about Cecil the Lion and Gerald Morgan's death threats. Louder with Crowder. Do not change that dial or we'll send you a death threat and blow up your house. Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. There you go, fund it. Just because I don't like you. Uh, uh, uh. Just because I hate fund it. Mm. Mm. Blow up his house. Mm. All right. Just because, why is Jared so amused? <laughs> He's on the phone. He can't even defend himself. <laughs> Just because fund it. I'm trying to talk to some guy, so hang on. Oh, yeah. That's because fund it's a big fan of the D. Yeah, that's probably. That's he was talking about JJ. earlier. I love the D. Our guests coming in on this note. Good friend of the show, rocket scientist, neurosurgeon, Christian apologist, and also apparently the receiver of not quite but a death threat, Gerald Morgan. Thanks for being on. 
Absolutely. Thank you very much, sir. Sorry that you got a death threat. Well, yeah, it was a it was a trying day here in Plano, Texas. <laughs> okay, so let me let me well, don't give out your address. Well, I, I, people know where I am. It's okay. okay. Five five well, five Plano Street. No. So Cecile Cecil the lion, right? That Cecil, result. Cecil. Cecil. Sounds like a name of that would be of like one of the Muppet hecklers. Oh, Cecil, do you like Ladder with Crowder, or do you think it's kind of bad? No, it's all bad. <laughs> I'd picture his name being Cecil. Well, it's someone's like, going... it's, I think it's like Cecil Fielder, the uh, Detroit Tiger, the former I have, Detroit Tiger. I have, no, I have no idea. So that happened. The guy basically has to shut down his business because of angry liberals. Now, there's a parallel there, Gerald. W- what happened? You were telling me about this yesterday. Some yeah, kind of- so I, I basically I was just making the point that we have some pretty aggressive uh, selective outrage when it comes to media uh, things. We have the Social Media Justice League that runs around threatening people's lives when they either make a mistake or do something that they disagree with, right? And this person posted something on uh, Facebook. And it, was, it wasn't incendiary, but it was a little bit over the top. So I understand that. Well, They had a little bit of identity confusion, and they actually found a girl that had the exact same name in the building and phoned in a death threat because people started posting, all right, I found her name, here's here's a phone number, and the phone number linked to this office address, and then they (laughs) called the office and called in a death threat on the wrong person, by the way. And so the entire company had to shut down, send their employees home, the police had to be called. People are morons these days. That is the point. You don't get to select. Those guys are retard. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, come on, man. You're talking about a line, and I get it. If if you'd have killed a resurrected Mufasa talking to Simba, I still wouldn't get upset about it. I get that people don't like that. Fine, don't like it. But are you seriously going to ruin a guy's life for hunting a lion with a bow? I'm sorry. I well, just can't get that shot worked it, up about it. He shot it with a bow, and then he killed it with a rifle later on. I guess. Well, yeah, you know, he was doing his due diligence. Let me, let, me put, let me put it to you this way. I, I, I tweeted this out. There's breaking news, actually. Cecil the Lion actually killed all of the males from the previous administration when he took over the Pride, okay? He got what was coming to him. This guy took out all of the kids of the last guy that was in charge. Did he actually do that? He was a jerk. He was a jerk. Did he actually do that? Is that true? What lions do? <laughs> You not- take over and you kill all the other ones that want to supplant you. <laughs> hey, this is a democracy. And would somebody like to... Anyone who wants thistle hands raised? Oh, my God! Exactly. Why just this- someone coming in right now and just leveling your house and murdering your children and saying, it's mine now. And then the guy who kills that guy, everyone gets outraged. Exactly. Exactly. He got what was coming to him. We just didn't know about it. So... I, I just don't get it, man. I really don't. I, I don't know. And it, it's dangerous. We kind of joke about it, but it's dangerous. This guy's life is ruined. His practice, his family, everybody that knows him, like it is it is just scorched earth. It's like Detroit. You know, I listen to your yeah. stuff right here. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible situation because we think that we are morally superior to other people. What is we- funny, though? I mean, honestly... I have to respect that they phoned in a death threat. Most of ours are emails. <laughs> it took effort. They actually took had e- to pick up a phone. I mean, and dial some numbers. If if it was a rotary, more power to them. You know, they had to <laughs> do that, and they. I mean, they had to get out of bed, put the crack pipe down, and make a phone call. So what happened? Did they just did they clear it out and say, oh, it's fine? Did the person who made the death threat apologize? Like, oh, hey, ring, ring. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was wrong number. I didn't mean to throw. <laughs> Oh, you're not that same person. Oh, I'm so sorry. Great name, though. I like the name. Yeah, great. great name. Sometime. <laughs> but, 
As a matter of fact, you should be ashamed that other people are sullying your name. That's the real issue here. That's the real <laughs> tragedy. Well, sorry about that. Also, uh, by the way, check the bottom of your car if you're going to go anywhere for the next little yeah. bit. Give me a half hour to come defuse something real quick. Yes. I, I wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm just, just a couple of wires got crossed. Your kids may not be coming home at don't, the time you're expecting them. Don't worry about that. They'll be about 20 minutes late. I'll make a phone call. It'll all get resolved. You're good. <laughs> but seriously, though, it's, it's this. I mean, honestly, honestly, I can't think of it ever really happening with conservatives getting so mad that they issue a death threat. No, I it. Think about the absurdity of saying that we are so pro-life in this world that we will end your life for right. taking the life of an animal. That's what PETA did. They basically said this guy, and not basically, they actually said he should be hanged. They, that's what they said. They tweeted that out that said he should be extradited back to Zimbabwe and hanged. Come on. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, this is my opinion. I, the guy apologized. I think that he's got to double down. You can't. You just can't give them an inch. If they said, you know, oh, Stephen Crowder should be hanged, I'd send them a naked picture and say, how about this for being hung, PETA? <laughs> and I would just send it to them, and I'd have no regrets, and I would put it all over the Internet. I would be an Anthony Weiner times 10. I just, I can't. change, you filthy animal. I wouldn't. I would not be. You can't give them an inch. I mean, they, no. I haven't seen that from PETA, so I don't want to. You're, you're sure. You can You can definitely confirm that. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up for you, but I saw it on Twitter um, just yesterday when I was looking through all the articles for this. So if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I'm 99% sure that that's exactly what they said. So what was, yeah, what I, was your reaction when they said there was a death threat about a Facebook post? Did you immediately go like, oh, this is an angry liberal? I, well, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know that I had any respect for the person doing it. And this is something that I know you've experienced. People are incredibly brave when it comes to being online and being anonymous. Right. If somebody had come here and said, hey, you know, I have no weapons, but I'd like to beat the crap out of you for this. <laughs> I would have had more respect for that. Don't do that. That's still stupid. <laughs> but I would have had more respect for that. Nobody, nobody is actually going to follow through on these things. People just love to be outraged. And rage is easy and responsibility is not. That's the problem. It's a good thing. We should tweet that. Rage is easy. Responsibility is not. Uh, you should tell that to Fundip, who gets mad every time you acknowledge the truth about Detroit, and he wants you to only talk about a hotel. Well, no, I'm, it's not one hotel, you goof. Here I'm telling you, there are a lot of great things. You just have to seek things out that are good. If you're constantly seeking bad things, you will find bad things. If you seek good things, you will find good things. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Good things are there. Just, you know, it's, it's contested. Yeah, good, good, good yeah. things are there in the area that's that's not Detroit. That's where you find the good things. <laughs> if I lived in Detroit, I would look around and say, "See, this is why we can't have good things." Um, so, by, Gerald. By the way, I just wanted to confirm it. Yeah, it's reported by the Washington Post a day ago. Peter calls for Walter Palmer to be hanged for killing Cecil the Lion. So it, it seems confirmed. to me the only because there's nothing illegal about hunting a lion in Africa with the right permit if you're on a safari. It seems yeah. to me. The thing that he that his major screw up was that he happened to clip a famous lion. Am I wrong? No, that's exactly what it is. And I I don't I don't particularly like hunting for sport in that realm. You know, like big game hunting, killing a lion or an elephant or anything. Yeah, like I'm that. not. A I don't care. I just don't care enough. It doesn't affect me. Don't kill a famous lion. I guess maybe is the moral of the story. I don't know how you check that out prior, but figure it out. Uh, well, this is why you're probably safe if you're fishing. I don't think there's any celebrity carp. Where I'm like, oh my God, they killed, they killed Chauncey. Chauncey. <laughs>
They killed Chauncey. He's been served in a fish fry in Detroit. <laughs> Rally the. Let's start a march. We'll be back with Gerald Morgan. More after this. Ladder with Crowder. Glad to be back in the final half hour. I am your host, Stephen Crowder. We are here with guest, rocket scientist, neurosurgeon, and uh, but uh, interestingly enough, an IQ of 96. I don't know how he accomplished all of it. Gerald Morgan, thanks for staying. Absolutely. Thanks for the bump in IQ, too. I appreciate that. Yes, we, well, I rounded up. Um, <laughs> it was really bad until you rounded it up. I appreciate that a lot. Well, what's funny about you is you were you played football at Notre Dame, but then with injuries, you went from being a jock to a super nerd. I did go to being a little bit of a super nerd. It's amazing when you take away a 65-hour-a-week job what you can accomplish in the classroom. <laughs> it's not a bad gig. This is true. And Fundip doesn't ever acknowledge his prejudice, and he always thinks he always makes fun of football players as dumb jocks. He doesn't realize that. I don't make fun of them. I just have disdain for them. Right. <laughs> and that bias comes from them being jerks. Oh, wow. In general, we can be a little jerky, but it's typically because we have raging hormones and we lift weights a lot. So, yeah, see, why so. do people do that? Why don't people try to be nice to each other? I agree. People you are literally be. an ass to everyone you meet. I on. am only an ass to those people who disagree with me. Oh, okay. That's Which entirely... is a large portion of the population. No, you're I, you're like, liberal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a liberal. No, there we go. It, it, the if I say if I say I like something, immediately Crowder says, "Okay, let me make a note of this because I'm going to dislike it." Okay, no, that's not true at all. It Fun is a fact. I, let me tell you, the first time if you Fun hadn't dip... if you hadn't said out loud that you were pro-life before I did, you would have said that you were pro-choice just to spite me. That's what you think of me? Yes. You know why? Because you're unprincipled. So you think I would just waver in my principles to piss you I off. am not unprincipled. I just have diverse principles. You have zero <laughs> principles. No, exactly. I'm I'm very specific on them. You're like Donald Trump. The only principle that matters is what makes you feel at that moment. Here's something true. First time oh, I met Fundip, okay? Gerald, here's why he says that. First time I met him, he tries to school me on comedy. And tell me that there's been no good comedy like in the last third. Will Ferrell sucks. Chris I can't Farley was stand never funny. Will Ferrell or Chris Farley. Um, uh, the, the the Office was crappy. The, the, the UK version was good. Anyway, see, so that's that what she happened. Could hate mail. That right there should get hate mail. That is worthy of <laughs> media. I can understand media people being out. annoyed with Will Ferrell, but okay, are we gay, Jared? <laughs> Gerald, are are we not all in agreement that Chris Farley was hilarious? 
He was oh, hilarious. Yeah. He was obnoxious. He was hilarious. I don't know what shows you were watching, but he was hilarious. In a van down by uh, the river. That I mean, is so on. stupid. The only reason people found him remotely funny was because he was fat and unattractive. So why doesn't everyone find you funny? <laughs> you got to use what you got. I don't know. He's <laughs> surprisingly athletic for his size. He was very athletic. Chris Just Farley. Kind of shocking. You get mass moving forward, man. You just got to keep the momentum. I mean, it's just a starting issue. See, Fundep, see, see, I'm just telling you, I didn't disagree with you to disagree with you. I disagreed with you because you were wrong, and everyone here. Yeah, I'm never wrong. Really? You're never wrong? Never, ever wrong. Okay. What's the capital of Vermont? Huh? What's the capital of Vermont? Come again. (laughs) Give me a chance to Google this damn thing. Five. Four, I can't three. Google that. Montpelier, dumbass. There you go. You're wrong. Now you can no longer state that in the affirmative. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. so annoyed right now. This is one of those instances where Fundip, like, you can see in his face, he's like the end boom goes the dynamite kid. He mentally just wishes he could not be here, but he still has to. But finish. I do that every Friday. <laughs> like, it was so much easier when it was just somebody's fill in guy. He sucks his thumb and finds his happy place. So no, Gerald, I pet my cat and find my happy place. I'm like a I'm I'm like a uh, mentally deficient Ernst Stavro Blofeld. <laughs> okay. No idea what that means. All right, Gerald. So you had this death threat. Let me ask you this because you're a pretty reasonable guy. You've talked about this, and you even got some people who are mad where you talk about compromise. Um, I think there are closed-handed issues and open-handed issues. The thing is with leftists right now, like a closed-handed issue is a lion. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the that's worthy of the death threat. Like for me. I can't vote for someone. I cannot if they are not pro-life. I can't. Something like illegal immigration, right? This is where it's going to come down to. Obviously, it's a huge problem, but I would be able to vote in good conscience for a candidate who came out and said, hey, listen, would it be best if we just deported all illegal immigrants? Yes, absolutely. With a split uh, house, that's probably not going to happen. So I am willing to compromise to try and cut down on illegal immigration as best as possible and remedy the problem. For me, I go, okay. That's not a closed-handed issue. That's not an abandonment of principles because they're still about borders, but they're trying to do something that's feasible. Um, do you feel like right now both sides are not allowing for any maybe open-handed issues and it's a problem? Absolutely. We're definitely majoring on minors a lot of times. We, we try to find issues that divide us instead of issues where we actually have common ground. I, I was telling you in the break, I was sitting at a table last night with, with two guys that are very, very well entrenched, in fact, from Detroit area uh, and one from Ohio who are very big liberals uh, into the Teamsters Union, the whole deal. And we had more in common on what we wanted to achieve than we ever gave ourselves credit for. And because we could sit and talk about it, we were able to have a productive conversation, at times a heated conversation because we had very different opinions on how to get there. But the problem that we have today is that people don't take time to listen at all. Too many shows are all about how many sound bites you can get in, how, how you can kind of zing the other side and make them feel bad or, or get ads because people are watching this amazing video. And that's what I love about what you do is you let people come on and talk about uh, the issues that they have. And you talk about the other side as well so that people can understand it and figure out, okay, what's the, what's the place where we can all kind of meet together on this? Because like it or not, we've got differing opinions in this country and we always will. The problem is we've become so polarized that if you believe one way, you're an idiot. And if you believe the other way, you're an idiot in someone's standard. He doesn't listen to the other side. 
He does too. He just listens with disdain on his face. We couldn't, you know, great examples. We couldn't put Fundip on the call with DL Hughley because he wouldn't have let him speak. Yeah. Fundip's I, one who never listens to anyone but his own opinion. He just said he hates people that have we had, we had, opinions. I hate you know, pretty much everybody, but I love we had, buildings. We had a lesbian and a transsexual on that same day, and they both had equal time. We've had a terrorist. We've had DL Hughley. We've had uh, Hip Hughes from YouTube, who's a far, far uh, left uh, liberal. I don't know why Fundip is even Fundip is on the program. See, yeah. that's a perfect example. Fundip just thinks that uh, you know he. I don't. I, you can tweet tweet me at S. Crowder. Do we not let anyone else speak? Do we only have conservatives on the show? I, that's not what I've been seeing. Yeah, and and here's the thing, Stephen. I think you and I are both smart enough to realize that we don't know everything, and that our point of view in the world. There are some things that we don't move on. There are some absolutes in our life. Um, but those are de derived from our faith, and, and reasonably so. We can back it up with logic. But on a lot of the other stuff, we need to listen to what other people have to say because they have experiences and they have under, you know, a background that will help us understand what's going on better that we don't have. And that, that, takes, that, takes, uh, you know, that takes a little bit of pride-swallowing humility to yeah. do that. No, I think that's right. And I think, like we said, there are some close-handed issues. There's no one, who's going, no one is going to convince me that ab abortion is, is morally defensible. That's never going to happen. Sorry. Right. But, like I said, I, I can go, okay, what's the best solution for illegal immigration? Now, do I, would I love to deport any and all illegal immigrants, sayonara, and build a giant wall and make sure no one comes in here illegally? Absolutely. Do I think we can do that tomorrow? No. So I'm open to different pragmatic solutions. Now, the Trump fans will go, you know, oh, we got to get rid of the Mexicans. Why aren't you saying that? You're a rhino. You're a rhino yeah. who doesn't, because you love the Mexicans. No. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, I, I come from, you know, my mother barely, my mother has an accent so severe half people in Texas can't understand her. <laughs> I know yeah. what it's like for someone to be an immigrant. Um, same thing with, you know, people going, I think Stalker Jim right now is going, Stephen's not, Stephen's is pro-choice. I guess because I support Carly Fiorina and she said exceptions for abortion and incest. Here's the thing that I love about Carly Fiorina. Here's what I love about her. And, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, Gerald. I think she's sort of emblematic of what we're talking about. Were they the leftists right away go, well, well, abortion, abortion. Are you are you allowed to make ex do you, will you make exceptions for incest for rape? What about for Siamese twins where if one has the baby the other one dies? Are you allowed to, and she goes okay, 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 yes. Let's say I'm allowed to make exceptions for that. Are you allowed to make exceptions for third trimester? Are you allowed to make yeah. exceptions for the 99% of abortion cases where fun and she go and she takes them right down the and a lot of conservatives go see she's making exceptions. I go no, she's making a point. Um, I think she's handled that brilliantly. Have you been following her? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the point is that she, she's being realistic. What would you rather have right now, unlimited abortions, or would you rather have at least some kind of law that says, hey, after 20 weeks, you can't, you can't have an abortion? Would, wouldn't that be better than what we currently have right now? And if right. somebody came out in, in favor of that and said, hey, I'm willing to make exceptions for the 2% of abortions that might fall into this category that we don't really know how to deal with yet, but I'm not willing to make any any you know uh, compromises on saying hey after 20 weeks let's let's just call, let's call it what it actually is from the beginning it's a child that's in your womb okay let's right. protect that i would rather be there and having a conversation than be where we're at where you can pretty much do whatever you want and then we see the planned parenthood videos that come out and just destroy anybody's notion of what that company is all about or what that organization does yeah i think you know and jared and i have talked about this you know okay jared who helps me run lotterwithclatter.com i mean we do quite a bit of, of traffic but we also know that we could do way more traffic right if all we were posting was boom donald trump blasts liberals right. in a big way and what happens with news now 
And conservatives are just as easily manipulated as liberals. They don't like to hear it, but they're just as easily manipulated by media, just by a different kind of media. All people, you have a general rule. 90-something percent of people are followers. Now, whether they're, they're the mainstream followers like liberals or the counterculture followers like conservatives, not all conservatives are leaders of the movement. And the problem is we hit a point now where instead of delivering the news that people need to hear, right, instead of saying, hey, here are the candidates that are available for the debate, for the GOP, for example, in, in dealing with right now conservatives, yeah. what you do is you go, oh, nobody cares about you know, Carly Fiorina's policy on it. Nobody cares about Ted Cruz's policy on this. They want to hear about Trump. And so a guy who hasn't signed his paperwork, who doesn't even have a donation or issues page, gets all of the press because it's not about delivering news that's necessary, but what gets traffic. Gay Jared, yeah. Well, I think I think he finally has filed papers, I think. But it, it makes me think back to, you know, talk about Larry King and how he talked about, you know, Fox News doesn't have the ability to elect a president. Do you think it seems to me like that's kind of what some of these, you know, be it Fox or any of these other places are kind of trying to yeah, do. They are. Is that the end game or is there a different end game with, for them? There, there isn't, there is an end game there uh, for both conservatives and, and for liberals. I'm not going to call out specific conservatives or networks or any of that, but listen, there's a, there's a vested interest right now from top down um, for Trump, maybe Jeb. You can see that. Uh, you can just see it. And conservatives who think, oh, anyone who says Trump is speaking for the silent majority and not getting the coverage, I don't know what they're smoking. Maybe they're huffing paint that they bought at the Lowe's in Detroit. But um, but prior- w- wouldn't it actually do talk radio better to have more Democrats in power? Because then there's another thing for another eight years to complain about. Yeah, I think that's true, too. I think, you know, but we don't just complain about I mean, think about this week. We talked about Detroit. So that we weren't just talking about, you know, Obama. But I'm talking about like your typical Rush. Yeah. Because, I mean, no, I- the, the greatest period of broadcasting for someone like Rush Limbaugh was when he had his Rush versus Bill Clinton eight years. That makes yeah. I think I think you're right. Well, G- Gerald, Gerald, sorry, you're the guest, and we were all talking. What do you think? I definitely agree. I think I think whenever information is tied to profit, it it becomes challenging because it's no longer you know on both sides. Just like you said, it's no longer about what candidates are really best and getting Carly's opinion out there. It's it's more about seeing how many people will watch because you're talking about Donald Trump and seeing his hair blow in the wind like some magic carpet ride. Uh, I don't. I just don't get. I don't get. I the can fact that show you there. my hair. Exactly. That's a carpet, right? That's a no, I can show you my scalp. By the way. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand that Donald Trump is smart. He he really is. He's not an idiot. I, I don't think he's he's a good presidential candidate. I don't think he's going to actually run for president. I think he knows how to play the game right now and get a ton of free media attention. And he's going to do a very good job at it, and then he's going to run away. But I think the problem is that he's hurting the process. Because let me tell you, he doesn't speak for any silent majority at all of anybody. Nobody in, in mass follows this guy. The reason that he's doing so well right now is because people don't care about the presidential election yet. The people that are out there taking these polls and doing these things are the people that are fanatics about their candidate that had 75 bumper stickers plastered on their car. It's not the masses yet. So I'm not worried about this at all. I really don't think that Donald Trump is an issue. I don't think Jeb Bush is an issue. He'll probably be in the top three or four candidates by the time it all kind of shakes out. But Trump Trump will fall like a lead balloon, my friend, uh, very quickly here. Now, if he doesn't, then I, I get proven wrong, and, and we've got bigger problems than me being wrong. We've got Donald Trump actually in a presidential contest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe nobody will focus on something. me. Uh, I, I tweeted about this earlier this, earlier this week, and I mean – I don't know if I want to get into conspiracy theories, and if I kind of I've entertained this in my mind a little bit. I mean, do you think it's possible? Do you think it's possible that 
I mean, Trump, Trump, nobody go bigger than Trump out there. And there's no bigger conspirator than Hillary Clinton out there. I mean, do you think there's even a, a, a slight bit of bit of probability that he's in cahoots? But, I mean, think about it. The guy, you know, the Clintons were well on. They were front seat at his wedding in 2005. Yeah. Front, front row. I mean, the guy has them on speed dial. I think Fundip believes that, right, Fundip? Say again? You, you think that Trump is trying to basically have Hillary draft in behind him, didn't you say Oh, yeah. That? I, I would totally think that he is in cahoots with Hillary for some reason. He figures that if he can get her in, if he can be a cloud and trick people into supporting him on the right, you know, in the primaries and so forth, and then he gets into the general, then Hillary will come in all like all gangbusters. All he has to do at that point is run third party. Oh, oh yeah. He, he'll he'll Perot the thing he'll either way. Party. Yeah. I think he'll do even more than Perot. I don't, you know, I mean, G Gerald, do you think that's, I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not, I don't really know that I subscribe to that. Do you think it's plausible? I, th I think it's definitely um, in the realm of possibility, whether it has a, a 2 or 3% chance of being accurate or a 20% chance of being accurate. I, I don't know. I, I will say this, though. You're, you're right. What we're seeing is that he is a little bit of a lightning rod that liberals can point to and say, see, see all you moderates, see all you people in the middle who are kind of leaning Republican right now. That's the kind of candidate that they want to put up. That's the kind of guy that they want to put in charge. And they're the people that are wanting to do these terrible things with uh, illegal immigration and, and things like that. So I think he is a bit of a lightning rod right now. I also think he's he's, he's just one of those guys that is just going to not be a factor. I don't think even if he ran as a third party, and I know you disagree with me here, it wouldn't even show up, in my opinion. It wouldn't well, even be a I, I, I would I would bet my life on the fact that he would. As a matter of fact, no, I would I bet that he would pull more than so. Perot. I, I don't think he would. I, honestly, I don't. Because I think people understand the serious nature of what we're getting into. Right now, they have no other candidate really to jump behind in mass. They're kind of seeing what the field is like. What is it, 18 now or 17 people? It's a very large field. No, no, but here, here's the thing, though. There are so many people who he's the only one for them because he said, you know, the Mexican comment. Um, so I, I really do think, and, and, and they're fooled. If you tell these people, here's the thing, Gerald, they're not reasonable. If you say, well, he's given hundreds of thousands to the Clintons. They were front pages winning. Right, he's yeah. given way more to Democrats. No, well, we need a non-politician. Donald Trump came out and said, well, listen, I work in a Democratic state. Frankly, they all love me. They take my calls. Frankly, the numbers are great. I work with who I have to work with because right. I do business. So in other words, he's saying, I'm a politician. I give money to whoever helps Trump. And then you have his fans going, we need someone who's got integrity. Uh, there's there's just it's nonsensical yeah you're saying here. donald trump has integrity <laughs> i mean just look at look at how loud he's been in the media compared to how quiet how surprisingly quiet i think hillary's been in the media here's one thing that i think and then we have to let gerald go and, and and go to a break but here's one thing that i think um he said you know there's no donation page right and he said people have come they've wanted to offer me five million two million dollars which i think is a violation of campaign finance i think it would have to go to a PAC. Um, but he's not bright enough to understand that when he speaks in these things. He said, you know, they want to give me five, two million dollars, but I tell you what, when they do that, that comes with uh, contingencies. They want to be close to you. And I'm not, and I want to go, okay, well, that begs the question, Donald. Is that why you gave six figures to Clinton? Is that why you gave six figures to the local politicians of New York? Because you want to be the corrupt person with a connection to a politician? Because you've done that. You've been on the other side. Why, why now do you, do, is it, you're afraid of people acting like you. Exactly. He only trusts himself to act like a scumbag and get away. <laughs> the fact, no, listen, Gerald, the fact is, frankly, I'm a great scumbag.
If, if, when you're going to deal with scumbags, I'm the best one. Everyone loves, if you look at the polls, the Mexicans think that I'm the best of the scumbags. Frankly, you're wrong. All right, Gerald, thank you so much. Where can people best find you? At G Morgan Jr. At G Morgan Jr. Twitter. And send your hate tweets, but do not send death threats to his office. Yeah, Fundip is on are. the phone. He's not bringing up the bump, but we are going to a commercial break. There you go, Fundip. You woke up. I think you got the hang of it. Lotto with Crowder. We'll wrap up this show in a nice bow. Hey, start next week. The computer will run those bumps. Hey, Fundip, what's wrong? I'm trying to figure out what kind of gift to send to my friend's hot niece. Well, firstly, that's creepy. Does she like wine? Well, yeah, everybody likes wine. Oh, so what's the problem? I just don't know what kind of wine she likes. Oh, well, the good thing is you're in luck, because you can go to SimplifiedWine.com or call 844-297-WINE. You just place a call or you send an email, and a qualified sommelier will find out what you like, your price range, and curate a perfect wine list for you or your friend's hot niece. SimplifiedWine.com or 844-297-WINE. We're going all the way this time We're going all the way this time Yo, 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 dog. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Holy crap. That's a great song and you ruined it with your whiteness, Fun Dip. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was so happy that Fun Dip finally got to that bump just ruined it it is so bad like a youth pastor trying to yo 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 kids i'm down with the hippity hop and i'm here to say i sucked as a producer all right we only have like a couple of minutes because we went along with gerald but i i thank you so much for being with us today obviously planned parenthood we've got one minute <laughs> planned parenthood in the news donald trump uh we're not in the business of fabricating news. And outside of Planned Parenthood of the Iran, there really hasn't been a whole lot. That's why you've seen all this outrage over Cecil the Lion. I think the big takeaway from today, I think the big takeaway from news of this week is priorities. I mean, we are at a phase right now where aborting and selling baby parts just it, it phases nobody. But a lion being killed, everyone is in an uproar. We're at a stage where... A city like Detroit that has been destroyed through leftist policy, a once glorious city, just like Fundip has said, doesn't upset anybody, where we don't blame it on the entirely liberal Democrats who've run it since 62. You have Michael Moore going out and blaming it on white Republicans, as he says. We've He's lost sight. We've lost the plot as a country. Let's try and get it back. Do it through humor. Do it with levity. Happy Warriors. Louder with Crowder. <laughs>